Good evening, ladies and gents. This is Christopher Galanti with another episode of Galani and Chill. And on this one, we're going to be talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Akira Kurosawa. And of course, I am Christopher Galanti, and I'm joined by Jonathan Suarez. Hello. Stephen Otiri. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And Boogerman, Devin Kopeck. <laughs> How y'all doing? There he is, folks. Guys, I watched a lot of Kurosawa movies. <laughs> you talking about is your Akira? Brain, is your, bra- is your no. brain melted? I'm talking about Ted, I'm talking about Ted Kurosawa, of course. Wait, uh, for, before we start, did you get did you get burned out at all or no? Absolutely not. These movies are great. Okay, all right, just checking. It's all, I only get burned out when I have to watch horseshit. Ooh, we should we should introduce a burnout button where if in the middle of like a bad run of movies, you can hit the button at any time and you immediately go to um, another like. What about Bob? <laughs> yeah, you have to watch What About Bob. All right. Can we enforce this rule after we make so Chris? <laughs> can we enforce this until after Chris watches all the Transporter films? Oh that's my god! Only, that's my only What about Bob? Like well, that would know. be really funny. He has because that's the thing. He still has to review the movies he's seen, and then just like in the middle of the review, what about Bob? So then I I got weak and I put on what about Bob again. <sighs> so it's the tenth time. Uh, <laughs> it's and always, at this point, Bob I, I'm not even laughing anymore. Uh, Richard Dreyfus, his usual anger and frustration, doesn't get a rise out of me, and. Oh, well, I'm in hell. I mean, I just find it almost cruel <laughs> the way that uh, he treats one of his patients. I like to think I would ping pong back and forth between siding with Richard <laughs> and siding with Bob. Like, well, Bob's Bob a has, annoying asshole. Bob has no understanding of personal space. <laughs> I mean, I well, get it. He's a local. Don't have Isn't Dreyfus like, kind of in some hot water now? Well, he said something really stupid, so... Yeah. You know, when that happens, people... I guess you just chalk it up to being, like, you're over, like, 75 and white, and you're just like, eh. He hasn't acted in anything since Piranha 3D, so he's got really... Got nothing on his plate right now. That's awesome. He's got a... He's got a twin... uh, Dude, I still swear that I saw Richard Dreyfus at that P.F. Chang's. What the fuck? What, what Which PFJs? <clears throat> like our local one? Uh, yes. Uh, but like, I, I it was either him or his twin. I didn't know this. His twin brother. He does have a twin brother. What's his name? Jeffrey uh, Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Reginald. <laughs> Rolf. Rolf Dreyfus. Rolf Dreyfus. <laughs> uh, his is, is this true? Lauren <laughs> Dreyfus? And it what seems like he has passed away. Oh, oh rest in peace. That's, sad. that's been sad. But or no, this is just another actor. Maybe. Oh, no. Steve. You got oh, no, it, it was his Dad. twin. It was okay. his twin. Right. Yeah. Well, Richard Dreyfuss said, I think, recently that he thought the Oscars have gotten too woke. Is that really? I think that's what it boiled down to. Right? There was something. He was also talking about Laurence Olivier. It was like the last white man who played Othello and he was pissed about that 
something like that. And he's like, why would anybody be upset about a man? He's like, I, that means I'll never be able to play Othello. And it's like, okay. Oh, like, boy. That, that's awful. Yeah, it was one of those. It was one of those. You were in What About Bob? Don't. Don't. Dude, that movie destroyed him. Yeah, I think. I think because of Bill Murray just being like Bob the whole movie. That was his. That was his Joker moment. Bill Murray's Joker moment for for him. <laughs> he would constantly Imagine leave that. condoms. I'm the Joker, baby. Imagine a director coming out nowadays. He's like, I'm going to make a Batman movie, but it's basically the plot of What About Bob, and Batman is Bob. A oh, Batman's Bob, I mean, not Joker. Batman, you could. That's okay. actually kind of Wait, Joe, Joe, hey, I'm so lonely. Joker's Richard Dreyfus. Yes, yeah, exactly. Joker just tried to deal with Batman just being really Richard Dreyfus blows blows up his house. Remember at the end, he puts all the explosives around. Why are we oh, talking? You're saying Batman breaks him? Yeah, yeah. Batman is the one that, that eventually does break. Him. I'm not against this movie. Okay, well, I really like, right like, on, I like so the concept. You, okay. you know, I'll talk to one of the Warner Brothers or the sister dot. Oh, you. Even Spielberg produced this. Well, folks, uh, before we jump into Kurosawa, is there any film or TV show you guys want to talk about that you watched Uh, the past week? I watched Rashomon this week. (laughs) Oh, my. Look look at him. He's trying to to get in front of it. I I watched today... the Impractical Jokers movie that Whoa. came out in 2020. Whoa. Is it it's good, in- Steve? Or was it like yeah. Sharvin Garbage into your brain? It's So it's it's interesting, okay? So oh, it's essentially... Just what you said about Tears of the Kingdom, Steve. It's interesting. <laughs> it did, I did say that about Tears of the Kingdom, but... Oh, man. No, it's Funny interesting in the sense the game. where it is, one, it is... It has a frame story that is fictionalized... About sure. how yeah. when they were in high school, they snuck into a Paula Abdul concert as security <laughs> and then caused a scene and Paula Abdul now had a grudge against them. Okay. All and right. then Paula Abdul in a Red Lobster years later after they became famous uh, gives them tickets for their for like a Miami show party. And so they're like, oh, well, let's do a road trip down to Miami. But like between the frame story is them doing like a road trip where they're going state by state and just doing like their actual show. Kind of like, it's like kind of like Borat, but like they have like, you know, movie cameras now for like their little bits, but um, it was fun. It was a fun, fun little flick. It was like an hour 40. So there you go. Fun. fun. Were you you giggling? Were you slapping? My, uh, my favorite bit is, and I'm going to spoil this a little bit is they go to a, like a cave, like, you know, the caves that have like the tours in it where you can like view like the, the, the tours. Well, they wait until like a tour comes down and then they have the guy Joe in full on makeup pretending like he got lost in the lost in the caves in the 80s when he was a kid. And he has just emerged from the cave <laughs> and he looks just like Nosferatu, but he's wearing a shirt that says I'm the meat. Oh, it's very funny. It's very funny. I'm not against it. I can never tell where they land those guys. I so that's the thing. It's like their their bits are funny. I don't know if I enjoy their skits. 
like when they when they do like the when they do the the people stuff the people on the street like comedy like that's always good but like i think their actual like skit comedy leaves me wanting i mean it's sort of like jackass right like their skits aren't really great like there's only one i can think of that's truly funny and that's satan popping out of the sewer yeah, yeah. Like well, even that's like that's like yeah. a minute long. That's still a right? stunt too. Yeah, yeah, and it's silly, but it's like I guess it's funny and has a punchline. You know, mm-hmm. like the other stuff they do is just you know hurting themselves, and that's hey folks, that's what we see, right? Come on, let's be objectively hilarious. Yeah, we like watching people get hurt and eat shit. So I know Devin does because Devin's going to talk about Peter. Oh, you talk about poop eater tonight? That he just I saw I saw poop eater one through. Fourteen. Um, yeah, I saw. So I'm only halfway through all the poop eater sagas, but you know, it's a guy eating poop. Oh, hey. Well, you know what? We're here at the Kopec and suck. Um... <laughs> oh boy. Uh, actually, I, I did. I did watch a movie. I did watch some uh, Kurosawa. But uh, yeah, fucking, I force fed him yeah. samurai. But like, so before, like, make uh, what, what is that? Alex fucking... the large sitting in the in the theater with his <laughs> eyes propped open. Like they make yeah, but... um, fog foie gras. Like yeah. how that. I also. But before I talk about that, I also I watched too, the though. first Paddington. I watched the first Paddington movie. Oh, what you think? It's a good movie, right? I thought it was very good. Very pleasant? And, yeah, it was yeah, a very good movie, pleasant. right? Yeah, I compared it to... Uh, <laughs> well, I what if I told the, you that it's, not, that it's not 8K and it's not 60 frames per second? Then, uh, then I hate it. How many frame drops oh. are there? Um, no, so I, I saw it, I saw it, and I guess knowing that Paddington 2 is like the clear favorite, I wasn't like like the clear clearly superior movie from everybody I've ever spoken oh, to. Oh, you didn't expect much. You didn't expect much. No, it's not one. that, but I like I think in a different world I would have been almost a little disappointed. But I was like, no, it was good. And I compared it to like that twenty eleven Muppets movie. Uh much to Galani Chagrin. Uh Muppets was movie very I, I, <laughs> how dare you compare Kino to Trash? It's a terrible. I love terrible that Muppets movie. movie. That's a great Muppets movie. I disagree with Chris, trash. but that it's got that, the worst new new Muppet character ever created. Devin, would you die for Paddington after watching the first? Movie? Uh, would you no. die? For him? No. Would you take a no. knife? In fact, in fact, I'm like that family dealt with the, way too much of his bullshit. He was the funniest. Really, what was what was the part you laughed married. at the most? Oh, was it, man. Was it the Chihuahua? Was it the Chihuahua part in the uh, in the mall on the escalator? Oh, that's so that funny. was good. Was, that I, was, was very I was I was I was giggling like a like a little freak. Actually, I'll be honest. I think I think one of my favorite jokes is when he was sh- trying to explain to the dad how to pronounce his name, and he said it wrong. Uh, <laughs> He's like, "That is very rude." And I was like, "Okay, that's very cute." I was like, "Yeah." He's so I was, a, I was I'm He's a bear. You know what you think of uh what you think of Nicole Kidman? That he had all those jars of, of marmalade and he ate them all in, in the single trip. You thought he was gonna no, no, eat those I, jars of marmalade. I did not. I was I've no I know too much about Paddington. There's no way he was gonna let all those uh Nicole Kidman's there. Man, she is uh I've been on a uh like an accidental Nicole Kidman run because I watched 
Mahalan well, I mean, Drive. anytime you go to an AMC. Well, that too. <laughs> that too. But I mean, I saw Mahalan Drive the week before too, and I was—I didn't know she was in that either. Was that your Did first time be? watching Mahalan Drive? Yeah, yeah. Um, What'd you think? Never... Uh, has, hold on, time out. Has Stin has Stin watched this movie, or is he still being a fake David Lynch fan? No, he he's watched Mahalan Drive. Okay, because we know we all know he hasn't watched The Racerhead. So crazy, he can't man. really. Can't really call yeah. himself a Lynch, a Lynch fan. <laughs> of course not. No, who I, who also hasn't seen a Razorhead. As well. Wait, David Lynch hasn't seen a Razorhead? <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about myself. Oh, I, thought you, I was like, yeah. David Lynch is like that. Seems a little much. Yeah, I'll, I'll make this movie, but I will not watch it. <laughs> what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> he just keeps saying. I know I hate Philadelphia, but not that much. <laughs> Oh, Matt Lynch. He's uh, you know, he's he's gotten a lot more mainstream with his whole age. <laughs> Look, I met David Lynch. I went backstage to one of his his talks when he was doing his weird uh, of his chakra energy discussions. Didn't you say Ooh, he had baked was... bean teeth? He did. He had baked bean teeth because he oh. constantly oh, Also, I'm teeth. stupid. I'm also stupid, and I was thinking of Naomi Watts. My mistake. Yeah, I was like, what wow. Steve didn't say shit. He I fucking said, he said okay, sure. Yeah, Chris did. I did the same Chris thing did. with Kira Knightley and, and Amidala all the time. I don't even know her name. Good Queen Lord. Amidala from Naboo, Devin. Queen Amidala, Queen Amidala. Woo! Sorry. No, but yeah, I, I saw it and I was like, cool. And then I also watched Throne of Blood. Hey, we're going to talk about We'll talk about Throne of Blood. We'll talk about Throne of Blood. We'll talk about Throne of Blood. And I saw, yeah, and I saw <laughs> Seven Samurai too. Ooh. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm kind of a big deal. I finally watched Seven Samurai. I'm like, I did. All I, of it, Devin, I, or did I'm you get to my mission? I'm popping my collar right now. <laughs> oh, no. It's over, right? <laughs> that's what I th- That's what the kanji said. I'm not gonna look, this is not, this is not cap. I can't wait to talk about the intermission when we talk about okay. Seven Samurai. I really okay. can't. I love that intermission. I'm interested, I'm interested about that. Ooh, really? Okay. Interesting. Well, I mean, because I, I have a lot of things to talk about with Seven Samurai that are like groundbreaking. Like I've never uh, the whole never... fucking movie existing yeah. is groundbreaking. Yeah, Pretty much. How <laughs> every movie today is that movie? I'm going to tell you guys something. I'm going to tell you something. I was thinking about this when I was watching, like going through the Rotten Tomato scores and everything. Mm-hmm. If there was only allowed one film to have a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, it would be Seven. It should be that movie. Wait, is that not a hundred percent? It is a hundred percent. Oh, like, dude, if bro! There can only be one. If there can only be one, you know. I mean, I get this. This is like the tier ranking thing, where it's like you can only have one. That's yeah, like, you can only have one. That's the greatest. That's the yeah, yeah, the top of the top. Because there has to be a top of the food chain. There has to be a megalodon, right? There has to be a meg. It's right? like right, blatantly obvious. Yeah, because of like everything that came about because of it. Like it's, it's yeah, so, it's so influential. So influential. So. Um, but yeah, before we talk about that, I do want to talk about one thing. I watched. I'm all caught up on Yellow Jackets. That show is is humming along, baby. Is it is it, is it all done yet? Because we we're just gonna binge it. We're just gonna wait till it's all done and then binge it. Three more episodes. Okay. I think. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's getting it's going it's going places. Uh, it's pretty horrifying. Um, the other show I watched the second episode of Dead Ringers. Man, I'm just that show. It's got its fucking claws in me 
Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that second Man. episode. That second episode. Uh, oh, I think. I think there's just two. I just watched two okay. thus far. I think there's more. There's like six or seven. But like that second episode basically showed like the worst billionaires could ever be. Like it's whoo fascinating episode about wealth and what it does to people. And that show is going places I did not expect it to. I'm really, really interested. Um and I think that's it. I didn't watch anything else that's new. So with all that being said. Let's get into the uh, Kurosawa films that I watched. Uh, Are you doing them in um, in chronological order? I or? am. I am. Oh, sheesh. So okay. we're going to be talking about Throne of Blood after after Seventh Sense. <sighs> so let's keep that keep that in mind here. Um, so the first Ooh. film of, of, that I watched, you know, the most earliest film that I could could watch. That, that was a samurai film, right? That was a samurai. Because you're doing you're doing samurai. I mean, there, right now. there were other samurai films that he he shot before this, but they were all like 45 minutes to like an hour. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go for his first feature length mm-hmm. film. Right. And that to me, that is Rashomon. That was the first film on the list. What a, this was his first feature length film that he did? This no no I, I, well he did others before it but I feel like this is this was this this was his um the groundbreaking yeah this was his fucking his, bubble his bu- yes. his yeah his his it's, very first one I I mean there is a technique referred to as the Rashomon <laughs> yeah, effect right that people mm-hmm. use all the time now that, that people use all effect and that basically yeah. boils down to telling a story through multiple perspectives. And having the last perspective of the story told being the truth. Being so that is, is that how you is that how you inter like? Because this is kind of like I'm not sure. You're not sure if any of them are true, right? I well, I, or you, like, is is it? Because the way I interpret it is, is it everybody's lying to themselves, and this is what they believe to be the truth, and that's how they're saying it? Because you kind of get bits and pieces of of this whole story from each perspective. The the way he pieced it together is actually really clever the way the plot works is and i summarize this very much the priest notes that men lie even to themselves because they are weak and then the commoner no cat there's no i don't see any cat do you guys see cat (laughs) the commoner notes that women are uh, use their tears to hide lies and end up fooling themselves cat right and then the woodcutter (laughs) notes that the dead lie to protect their honor Right? No, no cap. Right? So, well, yeah, because because uh, one of the stories is told through a medium from the dead guy. Yeah, somebody who's literally talking to. And you would think, right? Party. You would think that would be the truth because that's the dead guy speaking. But it's farthest from the truth, too. Right, and that's I th- I think that's one of the most interesting things about the whole movie is like yes, very much is like oh if if the dead guy's telling the story the guy that actually got murdered. Like this whole thing's about him. The whole testifying and the the um the trial is about him dying. You would think that you know if Nicole if Nicole Simpson told her story through 
No, no. <laughs> I know it's fine. <laughs> but like, if Nicole Simpson like told her story through a psychic and it was like you know oh, yeah, irrefutable yeah, yeah. proof, ir- sure. irrefutable <laughs> proof, you would you would think that that would be taken as as the word of God at that point, Absolutely. right? Dead men don't lie, according to the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> no, but they don't tell tales. They tell no tales. Chris. <laughs> well, that's the same thing, man. <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch this movie, Rashomon? Oh, me? No. Oh man! I saw the last duel, which is basically the same thing. Devin, <laughs> Devin saw just the thief. God just damn the it! Ta- uh, tail, and he was like, "That's fine. That's good. that's good." Yeah. Yeah, it because was, it was Rostamon or Paddington, and I because Devin, Devin texted me, or he. Oh no, I guess he messaged all of us while he was watching Seven Samurai. And he was like, "Oh man, Mifune is such a bad boy." The bad and I was boy. Like, dude, He's a bad you boy. Watch dude. Me. I was like, you should watch Rashomon because he's really a bad guy. Oh, well, he's, he's scum. Yeah. He's yeah, well, scum. yeah, he was just like he was just like the he's the tortured bad boy character. Yeah, archetype, there's a difference. You know? In Seven Samurai, he's he's honorable. He, there's honor to him. He may he's be an bad ass person. scratcher. He's a little ass scratcher. He's, 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 a, green, a he's the Green Ranger. He's the Green Ranger. He's a poser, too. Like yes. he's, yeah. he's not really a samurai. He's, like, he's but he is Chris. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. But what's, what's the story? What's, yeah, what's the story of Rashomon? Rashomon, Chris. So Rashomon, uh, of course, directed by Kira Kurosawa, written by Kira Kurosawa and Shinobu Hashimoto. Um, it, it has a Rotten Tomatoes score of ninety eight percent, an audience score of ninety three percent. Ninety eight? What the fuck? Wow! Hold on a second. Let me see this shit. <laughs> what was that? What was that? It's gonna make me mad. Because G, like... G Infinity? Did G Infinity drop <laughs> at a point? <laughs> Boy, are you fucking kidding me? Hold on, let me... Yeah, um, I, yeah, no, I, this is a hundred percent. Neil from ABC Radio Australia. You can, you can tweet at him tonight. Says a film. Oh, sorry, no, no, I'm sorry. It's not him. It's David Nusser from Real Film Review. Says overtly devoid of entertaining and grossing elements, and generally comes off as a fairly interminable cinematic experience. That is nonsense. Two out of four. <laughs> Reviewed on March fifth, twenty eighteen. This guy is a fucking no lies detective. Call them. Fucking watch this movie, cocksucker. But so um, this movie is fundamentally changed how movies told stories. I mean, it has a frame story, much like the Impractical Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, uh, the Rashomon effect is still in play. I'll tell you, Rashomon effect is always in play. It is a, a beautiful way to tell a story, especially a story of characters that are have gray morality and ethics. Like, mm-hmm. That is the best way to do it because you show it's such a great human condition plot. It shows how everybody lies, how we all try to protect ourselves. Even when we die, we're, we're continually trying to protect ourselves, our honor. And really, the most unbiased person who sees everything is the person that knows the truth. The person that has nothing to gain, nothing to lose. And that's the woodcutter. Do That's why think... I think it's 100 percent true. What is the story he's telling? So people people were blown away by this movie in 1950 when it released, right? I was blown away by it. I no, but I'm, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to think, like, because I don't know, like, again, I, I wasn't alive then, but like watching it now in 2023, I'm like, wow, what a fucking crazy, weird, and like thought provoking way to tell. Absolutely. Which, which is like, I, w- I would say, a pretty simple story. Like, it's not. I really... understand why people's hair were blown back watching this. 
else. Like, there's nothing like it before it. Right. Fascinating. So I, I was talking to Amir about it, and I'm like, do you think years from now we're going to be saying the same thing about Bo is afraid? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know, man. No, no, no. He was like, fuck no. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was like offended that I would even mention it in the same breath as Rashomon. Um, but yeah. The name... The, the name Rashomon refers to the enormous former city gate that led between modern-day Kyoto and Nara, which are two provinces that are in Japan. So this was actually kind of like a pass-through city to go to much larger cities. And uh, we see Rashomon... It's, Philadel- it's Philadelphia. It's Philadelphia! That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Philadelphia after it got flooded. And there was a fire, and there was a shooting, like a mass shooting. Like, everything that could possibly go wrong in a city at once happens. Of course. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. And then won the Super Bowl. And then a Yeah, when Rashomon ate all that poop, that horse poop, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, 100% true. Um, yeah, it's it's it shows a city falling apart, and because of corruption, and outside you know, turmoil and it's also like i mean they, they they say it like it's a special case over there but it's just it's literally just human society right as a whole i mean the, the, the representative the keeps saying society. how could people like this act like this in this place he, and, th- and was the, it him the, or the woodcutter that said in the beginning that says they are about to give up on on human beings the woodcutter well, the woodcutter okay. was talking to the priest because the priest was interesting. Up. Interesting so. that the woodcutter would say such a thing, but. you know, and and that's the great <laughs> thing about Kurosawa movies too. He always shows the working class, the poor class, in positive light. He shows them as people, as human beings that are have the capacity for morality and ethics. Because at the very end of this film, the priest they find a baby in this <sighs> broken down, burned out house in Rashomon. And the priest is like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what it, I don't know how to handle deal with a baby. And the the beggar, the commoner is like, I'm gonna take this fucking. I have, I have five already. Give me another one. Oh, the con- or yeah, you know he 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 takes the baby from him, and he's like, Well, my faith is restored. I I care about people because of that selfless act of the man walking away with this baby. Um. Now, according to the story you listened to before that happened, you would think, oh, nobody's good. There's no goodness in the world. And I kind of think Kurosawa wanted it to end that way. Like, he didn't want to end it with the You think Toho, Toho was like, bro, you gotta, <laughs> yeah. you gotta Totoro this up a little bit. We can't I mean, just release it, Grave of the Fireflies here. It makes it a more well, well-rounded story. And I think this is one of my favorite Kurosawa movies. Like, this is up, this is in the top. Three. I mean, everybody says it's, it's, it's like one of his best, if not. Incredible. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, not. They teach us like. Yeah, it's yeah there's classes movie. taught yeah. about this. And this is the first film, I believe, that he used the multiple camera setup, which he's like super famous for. Yeah, that the that cinematographer is like he's done other movies that are that weren't that are, he's like a. I, I feel like I should know his name, but it's kind of a company man. A lot of the people that worked for Toho were like that. They were like working on a bunch of different movies at once. Because Toho ran like like a factory, not really like a movie. Kazuo Miyagawa. Kazuo Miyagawa, yeah. And he did... Sounds familiar. <laughs> he did A Geisha. He did uh, Yojimbo. <laughs> he Ooh, did Yojimbo. Which I think is uh, my favorite looking. <laughs> he did Lone Wolf and Cub, Baby Cart and Peril. Oh, this guy is a fucking This king. guy's legit. He's legit. <laughs> 
what a king. Um, yeah, I, the movie's gorgeous. They use this great thing where they show shadow as being sin and corruption and light as being, you know, virtuous and, you know, the, the, the less sinful choice. Uh, but yeah, just a great film. It sort of reminded me of a dark Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, everybody's sort of gray and like and like old noir. old country for no or old country for no or no, no country, country for, for old men. men. Yeah. It's, like, it's almost like a sim- very similar story where everybody exactly. is not redeemable at all, and everybody's out for themselves. Right, everybody's. It, it's the unknowable for. Dare I say the Coen Brothers are influenced by Akira Kurosawa? Is would it be would if it you be watch the new Macbeth movie? You would say right. <laughs> No, Cohen brother re- reviewing it and trying to make it saying, who does he, Yeah, who does he think he is, Akira Kurosawa? <laughs> um, Man. but yeah, uh, uh, basically, this is Kurosawa talking about the film and about his love of silent movies. I like silent pictures and always have. I wanted to restore some of this beauty. I thought of it. I remember in this way, one of the techniques of modern art is simplification. And I must simplify this film. So this yeah, there's not a lot of dialogue in it. A lot of it is close-ups on faces, iconic close-ups of faces, and, and there's only three mm. sets. There's three sets. That's it. Like it's a three-set movie. God, this, this movie is fucking insane. It's classic, it's man. Youth. I love it. I love everything about it. Um, Kurosawa used three-person close-ups, like the good and bad, the ugly. That's another thing. Leone ripped off of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how could you not though? Can you yeah, blame him? I don't blame him at all. Um, and, you know, I actually, I found something out about Kurosawa because I watched an interview of his um, with a Japanese reporter, and he talked about how he the, the third, the three camera setup, how it actually worked. And what he would do was he would set up one camera in the orthodox position to capture, you know, the establishing shots, the overall scene. But then he'd place his, a close-up camera, a camera just for actors' close-ups, as far away from them as possible because he said that actors play to the camera so by pulling the camera back you get them to be as unselfconscious as possible he's a true sicko what can i say he's a sick person good idea (laughs) so good he's a sick guy and the third camera he would use is he said his gorilla camera where he would get like pickups you'd also get a lot of action and movement he would kind of have that one moving there were, yeah, there were a lot of tracking shots in Rashomon. So it was a lot say, of that following. Was, that's probably third camera stuff, like all right. the, the heavy movement of the camera, and then those solid shots of like establishment. That's your first camera, and any close up is this camera that's so far away. That's why you use telephoto lenses, so you could set the camera up really far away, zoom in really close to the face. That's wild, dude. A really a genius idea, genius and it's idea. also like risky because. <laughs> Yeah, because you have to nail the focus if you're using a telephoto lens, One right? You can't just yeah. Not so only that's... is it risky, no, and it, it also costs more because he's using three separate cameras that are running three separate reels of film. Jesus and Christ! Not only that, it's harder to edit because you have more film to actually splice together to make a scene. So it's it's a complicated, complex way of making a movie. He says, "Fuck it, we need to get it perfect. So yeah. whatever it costs, it doesn't matter. Fuck you, Toho." Thank you for that, Kurosawa. <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah. movies are great. Um, yeah, and I also read somewhere that this guy, not only is he a great director, a great cinematographer, but he's a great editor, too, because he would take these dailies and have them edited within the next day of shooting. 
Like he would be editing the night. So he's a, he's a true the psychopath then. Like he's it's like unbelievable how much like obsessed. He's obsessed with it's, getting it done or getting it done right. I guess doing it's like it himself. That, it, and he's all about like preparation. So that's like right. A good uh, a good comparison to him would be Alfred Hitchcock. Like Alfred Hitchcock used to say that once it's storyboarded, the movie's done. Like once I figured out how the shots are going to function, it's over. I just need to shoot it. Like it's all preparation, right? You know, to get to that point. Uh, Rashomon is a, a wonderful, beautiful film. It's eighty-eight minutes. It's a, a nice yeah, it's pretty tight, short. It's pretty short. Flick. It's in, totally worth your time. Go see it. Fascinating film. All right, so moving on to the big boy. Uh, that's Seven Samurai. That's the next film I watched on this mm-hmm. list. This is a big boy. That's a big boy. This is what we call El El Gigante in, <laughs> in movie terms. In Japanese. Now, directed by Kira <laughs> Kurosawa, written by Kira Kurosawa, and Shinobu Hashimoto. Yeah, because Rashomon was like a short story that he didn't... It's based off yes. of a short story. Based okay. off of two yeah. short stories. Actually. Seven Samurai is his complete creation on his own. Right? Based off of two short stories by Renusuke Akudo, who is the father of the Japanese short story. That's this Rashomon or, or Seven Samurai? That's Rashomon. That's Rashomon. Okay. No, Rashomon came about... Oh, uh, Hideo Aguni is also one of the writers. Hideo Aguni was uh, Akira Kurosawa's like, brain that he kept in a jar. He keeps him in a freezer. He was this freak. They said that he was good at Japanese chess. He was so good... That he used to beat Kurosawa blindfolded. <laughs> dude, fuck out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, crazy, that's, dude. That's the myth that goes around about this. That's guy. incredible. Um, he's a he's a novelist, but he just has he said that Kurosawa used to talk. Oh, about look at him this! Look at this picture of this guy. As has been the most perceptive, uh, empathetic writer that he's ever known. Like a car- a person that he could rely on to fix little There's little Oguni. logic problems. Um, yeah, this is this dude looks like a complete. Like he looks like he's in a vegetative state in that <laughs> in this picture that I just posted. And Kurosawa just makes him fucking write stuff for him. That's what it That's sounds what. like. Um, also, Kurosawa was noted because uh, Aguni used to talk about this all the time. That Kurosawa, they would the way they would write scripts is they would all sit down at nine a.m. at the same table and they would all write the same scenes over and over again, like their own way. And they would pick parts that they liked. And Kurosawa would literally rip paper in front of the writers, like the things they worked on all day, if they weren't good enough. Like rip the pages in front of their faces. I mean, somebody's got to, yeah, I mean, somebody's got to tell them to him. You can't just baby these guys. Toxic ass Kurosawa, dude. Are we, yeah. I mean, are we are we trying to make are we trying to make art here? Or are we just trying to you know? He was he was a perfectionist and to the utmost degree. Um, so uh, Seven Samurai was originally a film about a day in the life of a samurai, but upon doing research, Kurosawa discovered a story about samurai protecting farmers. At this stage, it was titled Six Samurai, and uh, sorry, Six Samurai and, and one asshole. And he had Mifune in mind to play Rizuko, who is, or I'm sorry, Kaz- Kazuo, who is the Kazuo stoic. would be 
the main. He's the guy. he's the he's the guy that won he's the guy that one v one the dude. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, the guy that fucking yeah, sliced slice that was awesome. But yeah, that's the guy that one v one the guy. And Kazuo was the same guy that went off into the woods after they said we need a rifle. Right. He's like, I'll get it. And he dude. just wandered off. Oh man. And he, yeah. he just comes back with a rifle, drops it, and he's like, There you go, man. No problem. <laughs> I love <laughs> like, it, dude. The enemy lines and shit. Like Yeah, ah. he doesn't Yeah. I love that character. Too. I mean, I could see why he would want Mifune to play the, the most badass of the samurai, but, I understand. but um, that would be a waste of his talent, if you ask me. So, yeah. um, the final battle scene was shot in freezing cold February because this movie went uh, over, over schedule and over budget by 130 days. Um, they were going to shoot that oh, only <laughs> only half of a year. Uh, Wait, they were going to shoot that in in July in the summer, but they went so over schedule that they ended up shooting the final battle in February, and Mifune was like freezing to death. He was only wearing shorts. Um, yeah, his asshole was out in the whole half the movie. Was way out. Um, Toho Studios shut down production twice, and each time they did, Kurosawa would just go fishing. And he said, like, why were you so calm? And they asked him, why were you so relaxed after they kept shutting down? He's like, well, they already invested so much money and time into the film. They're going to make, they're going to make me finish it. Like, he's just 100% confident (laughs) in, like, the sunk cost fallacy. Like, oh, they put enough money into it. Like, they got to let me finish it. (laughs) Which is kind of badass. I think that's really badass. He's calling their bluff, right? Definitely. Because, you know, Um, he could. Kurosawa would, Kurosawa would edit the film late at night after shoots, so he barely slept while making this. Um, this was the second to last film for composer Fumio Hizuke. That the music in this movie is is iconic. Yeah, I would he say passed away like right after this film came out. That's a shame. Oh man, because the the score is like really incredible in this in this movie. Here's something that I think we all we all need to know if we watch movies. I think this is important. Uh, Seven Samurai was among the first film to use the plot element of gathering a team of heroes together to accomplish a specific goal. Oh, so, it wasn't a it wasn't a Bug's Life. It wasn't a Bug's Life, Johnny. It wasn't uh, a Bug's Life. It, it was ants. I think it was ants. Justice I, League. It was. I thought it was Expendables. Right, I wasn't bad. Expendables. <laughs> Guys, so many fucking movies that do this now. Holy shit. Holy shit, man. That blows my mind. Blows my yeah, because a lot of that usually is, I, I mean, dare I say, a crutch in a lot yeah. of movies now. They they just, that's how they make the story. Let's get the team together. Let's get the band back together. I mean, bro. they did in mm-hmm. Mighty Ducks. D2 Mighty, Mighty Ducks as well. That's true. Can you imagine not having that, like, trope? Yeah, yeah, kind of. What if like Avengers was just like separate, like eight separate storylines? They're all doing different shit. Like they just keep cutting Captain America, and he's fighting Red Skull, and they cut to the Hulk, and he's like <laughs> punching Abomination. But you, there's uh, no connection. There's no connection at like, all. <laughs> no getting them together. <laughs> Which I think would be weird but funny. Um, uh, also, another first. Kembe's first scene, which he's the uh, the older samurai. He's the goat. <laughs> he's so, incredible. So, John, his first scene could be the first time 
they introduce a main hero with an undertaking unrelated to the main plot of the story. Wow! So he has no personal connection to nope. the story, is what you're saying? Well, like, that, the, that first scene where he shaves his head, you know, and he goes to save the kid. Dude, that first mm. scene is, is, is crazy, because so cool. they show... From what I've read, I mean, I guess what I've seen too, they show every death in the in the movie. Nothing's right. like assumed, but this one they in 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 Cambe's scene, he goes into the house and then the other the guy walks out and then right. dies. Right. So it's like you don't. It's like it's you don't see what happens. In there. You don't see what happens, but you know, and you see the you see the aftermath of what happens. It's genius, cause and effect, lovely shit. <sighs> First time that's ever happened in a movie. That plot device. Which is great. It's that's crazy, a, dude. It's wait, that's the first. Thing. That's the first time that's ever happened yes, in a movie. First, first scene, like it's a lot of firsts, I guess. In this, this movie. movie, is all firsts in so many different ways, dude. shapes, and 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 tones and and themes. Like it's it set the standard for every anime you could think of. Like I, these characters that we see in this, I, I've seen in every single anime I, I've ever watched. <laughs> They're all different yeah. archetypes, right? Yeah. Every single one, each one. Personally, I'm a I'm a Kuyo guy. I, he's my favorite character, like the, the stoic guy. Oh, uh, Kikuchio. Kikuchio. Mm. Yeah. I mean, um, the guy. Yeah. It's 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 such a he's such a fascinating character. He's the most badass of them all. I think my second favorite, obviously, is Mifune's character. Um, oh, Kikuchio, you're talking about? Wait, Kikuchio, wait. Yes. Oh, so you're saying K- Kuzo was your, Kuzo, your favorite? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I okay. I really liked Kuzo. I really liked that character. I like the stoic uh, samurai warrior, whatever. The don't, yeah, the don't, the don't fuck with me guy. Oh, like, <laughs> apparently, what's up? Uh, apparently, that guy, the actor, had never fucked with a sword. Uh, on screen before. Well, you could tell because he's the fucking the fucking samurai. He's the cuck samurai in Rashomon, that same actor. Yeah, he is. That's true. Oh, really? Who is hor- he was hor- he was a horrible samurai in that movie. Which is yeah, funny it- because he's like the most honorable samurai. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he goes from the worst samurai ever in Rashomon to the fucking the most efficient samurai um in samurai history, I would say. I would, he does he you say. know Kurosawa loved to like immediately like shuffle the deck with like he didn't yes. he didn't like yes. typecast actors. Yeah, that's he That's had, pretty interesting. He would write certain roles for Mifune, but they were all very unique and very mm-hmm. different, and they were never really the same. I think there is some connection between Sanjuro and Kikuchio, but like, I no, think Kikuchio yeah. is a little bit more honorable. You and... can't even tell that it's that they're the same actor. I yeah. think, like Kikuchio, which is like, crazy to me. He, you, you think he's unhonorable, but he, then he has that wonderful monologue where he's basically saying like. These farmers have been getting it from both ends their that's, entire lives. That scene is that scene is fucking. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like it's <laughs> because so, the whole time building up so that, good. Kembe is like, oh, we're, these people aren't going to defend themselves. Yeah, and then and as the as the as the viewer of the movie, you're you put the samurai on this pedestal the whole time. Yep. yep. So we're we're kind of disillusioned as well, and we're kind of like. Oh my god, like we buy into the bullshit. Right. And then mm-hmm. Kakushio fucking brings it back down. He's like, no, dude, this is how it fucking is for you guys. Like Yeah, I kinda didn't oh realize god. like uh that peasants or like farmers would basically would be, wipe would be samurai pieces out. of shit too. Yeah, it would be pieces of shit too. Yeah. That's yeah. the thing, you know, it's samurai were like they they were warriors, but like that's the thing. That it doesn't mean they were moral, it doesn't mean they had to be. 
Kurosawa again. Yeah. Just I mean, like knights like, during chivalry. Like they weren't, they weren't, there were always bad knights, bad people that didn't follow the chivalristic mentality of the philosophy. And, and those people, they got brushed away in the romanticism of the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, you get it. Yeah. And, and, and Kurosawa, like, I guess said there's multiple dimensions to everybody. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, every, like every, every walk of life. And I kind of do think though, like all of these samurai films, they all kind of wear the samurai hat. But in reality, what they're all about is like the class system, the hierarchical social class system, the economic class system, like mm-hmm. the, the have and the have nots. Like he makes so many movies that show the weaker quote unquote people rising up, taking responsibility for their actions and doing something. And, you, and then they show maybe the samurai is being weak and, and unhonorable. Like it always, nobody is a stereotype in these films. They, they are deeply three-dimensional characters. And that's, God, that's the best type of writing, right? Um, yeah. I'd say some of the samurai are just kind of there. Well, like, hey, Hakshi just is there, you know. Like they all, they're all kind of desperate. They're all kind of hopeless. They're all at this point in their lives where they're like, will we ever get to be a master or, or a, yeah. a, 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 a king, you know, or an yeah, emperor? It's, it's like, you know, they're, they're clinging to their traditions so it's disgu- hard. It's disgusting, frankly, that that's their, that's that's their thought process at that point. That's their goal. So, like, even though we are, like, led to believe you know, maybe all, all of these guys are like doing this out of the good of their hearts. Like, and that might not be the case for some of these guys too. And I'm not saying the seven samurai are fucking terrible people. But no, no, but they all have, they all have, they all, they have, all have their very... own, they all have their own motives that aren't always just, they're not all combe. And they're all, <laughs> they're very, they have very idealistic ideas of what they expect of themselves and they live in reality and reality changes things and it changes them like that's why there's that one samurai is just cutting wood outside of his house with no master and it's just like what he didn't know what to do with himself yeah. he doesn't have a goal or a, like he's hopeless you know these guys these guys are more dirty dozen than they are magnificent like they're mm. they're they're flawed they're they're not which which also the goes to show the fucking abomination that Magnificent <laughs> yeah, right. Seven is when it's adapting I think Seven Samurai. It's so <laughs> abomination. Like, well, I mean, it's so over the top with a lot of the characters that become two dimensional in that movie. This, yeah. These are like real fucking people, and you end up caring for their plight. You care for the farmers too. Um, uh, there's this lovely bit of trivia I just saw. Uh, Kurosawa designed a registry of all 101 residents of the village, creating a family tree to help the extras build their characters Dude, that is and some, relationships with each other. That is <laughs> sicko shit and is awesome. <laughs> that's that's, that's almost, I, I hate I hate to bring this up, but it's almost like uh, I think Brian Singer, when he did Superman Returns, made sure every every employee at the Daily Planet that was an extra in the movie had their own name and business card and stuff on their wow. desk. Man, that did yeah, not make sure everybody had an identity. <laughs> that's, <I> mean, <laughs> that level of right. detail makes movies, man. Makes movies. Makes it's kind of crazy. Movies. It's like you think it's a waste of time, but even if it just pushes the needle just a little bit up, like I think that's it might be it's worth it because it's so, art, you know. This is considered uh, was considered at the time Japan's highest grossing film. 
Um, it's a watershed moment for basically any Japanese film that to come out because it gained success internationally. Although it did come into mixed reviews by a lot of Western critics when it first. Oh, came of out course it did. They're fucking idiots. Yeah, of course it did, Chris. Too long, said Roger Ebert. Tone it down. <laughs> Kurosawa refused the peasant village of the Toho Studios and instead had a set made from scratch. <laughs> this village. motherfucker. It's almost like he's kind of trolling Toho, too, just to see what he could get away with. I think so, too. I mean, and then they just let him get away with a bunch of stuff. From the tone so. of that interview, he didn't have much respect for studio executives. He didn't really like them. He said the way, because he worked with this guy named Mori most i know how funny that sounds um in the toa company but he's like oh there's so many like i kind of forgot them like, that's hilarious just called them all more more you're breaking my balls maury <laughs> breaking my balls maury come on i gotta put that in shit three times studio executives are just a constraint for a director oh, yeah. and, a great you know, director yeah yeah because like, you know. i mean granted you you have to have a limit right you can't just Nobody can give somebody infinite money sure. to do whatever they want, right? But they should. But that's what they are. They should give right, Peter right. Jackson. Peter Jackson has a an interesting story about like a producer that was up his ass when he was like in the middle of like two towers or something like that, and he was just like he, you know, Peter Jackson's I think widely known as a super nice guy, and he like freaked out on him, and he's like, you know, I feel bad about it now because the guy was literally in his trailer like sobbing with him. Because he's like, dude, I'm I, I'm going to lose my house because this, mo- this movie is going to go over budget and it's not going to make anything. He's like, please rein the shit in. And he's like, sorry. He's like, this was for Lord I, of the I Rings or no? Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was when he was shooting Lord of the Rings. Eat uh, shit. We're throwing Gimli. I don't care if you don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Barges out of Gimli the Gimli's in it or I walk. <laughs> no, that's what he said. I don't like this Gimli character very much. <laughs> I'll fucking kill myself if Gimli's not in. That's what Peter Jackson said. I would say oh, the same slit thing. my own throat if Gimli's not in this movie. I would do the same exact thing. Um, we were going to add Jar Jar, but whatever. <laughs> so this movie holds a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, The Savage Samurai. Oh, audience good. score of 97%. Box office $3 million. Budget 580000 which was way over. Um, Runtime, 207 minutes, and it was shot in 1954. It's a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. Perfect movie. When you think about what a perfect movie is, like, this is what it is. And I I, I mentioned that the the intermission, I think, is, like, is the best use I've I've ever seen. Because right before that is when, is right, or right after that is when they, they have to, they start the big battle with the bandits. Right. So you kind of get time, not only to take a break from a long movie, but like you could, you get to digest everything that you you've seen. And it gives you a little bit of time to, to process these characters and what they've, what, you know, he said, cause you know, right, right before that is the, is the fucking monologue scene. Oh, where Kikuchio fucking breaks the fucking. That's my favorite scene. It's, dude. It's it's one of my favorite scenes, like probably ever in a movie. Like it's, it's fucking incredible. Like he's Mifune is like out of this world, dude. Like he's unreal. He's, I, I you really... know, and I'm gonna bring this up when I talk about you, Jimbo. But man, his facial expressions 
Uh, he's so emotive. Like, even in um, really even in Rashomon too. Like he's constantly like, because he's a bandit. He he really sells it, right? Because he's like he slapping, he's slapping the bugs on his neck, mm-hmm. he's scratching. Got that you know, he's got that one. scowl. Yeah, dude. Dude, best, really ass, get, he, best ass actor in the world. Best ass actor <laughs> in the world. Never nominated for it. Thank you, Academy Awards. Did they at least? Did they at least like honor him at some point? I don't. Th- Academy? Fune, no. Akira Kurosawa, yes. That's fucking gross. I think Fune's for uh oh the Academy Awards. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Academy Awards. I mean, I like as again, like as much credit we give Kurosawa, I feel like, you know. I think I feel like Mifune's right, Yeah, like he 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 gives them the higher the higher ceiling, I think. I know? think he's such an X factor in Seven Samurai, like his character and his performance. Like they he's so much the outsider amongst the samurai and also amongst the farmers like he doesn't belong anywhere and no. yeah. desperately wants to like so bad and that's the, the he's the so annoying he's so annoying in the beginning yeah. like he really is he's just like, following them when, when he's just following them you, like that's when you start to like you're like this guy's got nowhere else to go exactly. like <laughs> You don't even feel bad for him. He's really actually an annoying character in, in the beginning. Of the you movie. do. I mean, oh, you don't feel yeah. bad, but you, you understand that he's like kind of a loser. He's like Dan in Street Fighter. He is Dan from <laughs> Street Dan. Fighter. <laughs> and I really love those characters so much. Like, <laughs> how can you not? You know? Like those underdog types. And it's so fucking sad when he dies in this movie. <sighs> it's really like... I teared that's up. A gut, that's a gut-wrenching mm-hmm. scene because that's it's like... Bad. It's raw too. Like they don't. He didn't like. You don't oh, get the, the fucking Sam. Oh. Okay. The the baby scene is 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 wild to me. Yeah. How much did that scene cost, Chris? Do you know? What for that baby? There's literally a burning house in the background. Like no. there's a burning house in the background. And he's holding a baby in a river. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that was one of the times they shut down production. <laughs> they were like, oh, this- they're like, oh my god, they're burning a fucking house. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? That's a bit much. Like, they were like, "Okay, we got to stop." No, and uh, who's with? Is it Kyuzo that's with him? It's it's been a month, I think, since I watched this movie, so I kind of forget. But um, yeah, he's like, "Snap, snap out of it, dude!" And he's just like, "This baby is me." Like, this is what happened to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My fucking parents died. In well, that was also after that was also after he fucked up royally because he he was jealous that everybody thought um. The other guy was so cool for Kazuzo uh, for getting the musket. I mean, so he's like, I'll get a musket. And then he yeah, abandoned he, his he was post. Like Leroy, and... Leroy Jenkins. He Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but and man, that, that plan they had, it was beautiful. You got to see every step. Dude, they show, yeah, they show you. The they show, they actually show you the map. Mm-hmm. Like, they make the map and they show you the village. Like, you could actually, there's actual 3D space. There's an actual fucking map of like you're. They're not just filming. I kind of fucking think c- scenes like they're. Bay is what Captain America should have been in the Marvel movies <laughs> because he's such a good strategist. Uh, Kambe is player. what everybody should mm-hmm. be in every movie. Chris. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's true. That guy is an incredible actor too. Um, he's great. I mean. I haven't watched Ikaru yet, but I will when we do round two of this. He was but in Stray Dog, Devin. He was, you know, you remember that the older. And he's the he's the woodcutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the woodcutter. He's the woodcutter in Rashomon. 
Yes. Yep. And he has a hell of a scene, too, when the fucking commoner, like, throws that shit at him. He was like, He's like, oh, well, what happened to that pearl dagger that man, you were talking about, you, you fucking piece the dagger, of shit? You son of a bitch. And he's, like, oh, laughing man. at him. Oh, man. But, yeah, that, that actor is, like, he's incredible, too. Um, uh, Kurosawa knows how to pick them, I guess. He does, man. Um, so we're going to move on. That is a beautiful film. Should be, like I said, I, I, I don't know. I think I brought this up on the podcast. Should be the only 100% Iran to me. Yeah. There's like, you could literally pause any frame in that, in that movie. And it's, it's a, it's a perfect photograph yeah. too. It's gorgeous. It's the blocking. Gorgeous. I didn't even the, um, the photography. I didn't even get into that. Yeah. We, we don't have to, but like, can I just ask did 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 kurosawa make his own reign for these movies no. like even rashomon and nope. he waited until it fucking was a downpour and then they fil- you gotta that be did. fucking kidding me bro yeah. like really yeah he waited because that's I, they say that's why production took so long so how how did these scenes get done so perfectly chris like did they know. did they did they do did they do them all in one take too because he literally like he no he didn't because he had the three camera set up Oh, okay. He needed the three camera setup because he would literally be losing, like the camera would lose the shot because it would fall. Because there's, there's literal, there's literally a war going on in the rain. Yes. Yep. There's a fucking scene that I'll never forget in my life where Kambe pulls his arrow back, yeah. and the the samurais in the background kind of in unison go back with it. Like it's like. Ugh. I, it's he disgusting, a, dude. I'm, I'm going to throw up right now talking about how disgusting <laughs> shit is. Because it really is. Like, I don't know. I, he uses people like props <laughs> you, in his movie. Like, they're part of the background. They're part of the set. Like, you, you guys know what scene... Like, I know you, you do, Chris. But, like, yeah. Devin, you just watched the movie. You know what scene I'm talking yeah. about, right? You yeah, remember. Like, it's, in, it's insane, right? Like, it's Everybody crazy. There's weight to it because of the uh, people are reacting. There's nothing problems. wasted in this movie. Like, not yeah. one thing is wasted. And, like, you think, oh, it's a three-hour movie. Like, is there a lot of filler? Like, no. Like, <laughs> literally everything is important in this movie. Also, the the yeah. fu- the end um the end frame of the graves at the end is, like, unforgettable, too. Oh, God. that's That last shot is... It's it's unforgettable, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's probably yeah, it might be the best shot. Of me. Like it's literally unforgettable. Like a lot of stuff in this movie. Because I was it last year when I watched this for the first time. For some, yeah, I don't know why watched, I watched it. You watched a bunch. You watched a bunch of these. Yeah, but I was like, I was well, like, was oh my god, when you were in your like lone wolf and cub run, and then you were like, fuck like, it, let me watch some samurai movies, and then I watched some samurai, and that's that's it. I'm like, is this my favorite movie of all time? Like I remember talking to you guys about it. I'm like. This there, might yeah. be the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life, I think. And then RR came out, so I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure lands now, but nah. Right, this well, nah. Kevin, I want to. I want to move on. I want to move on to. Uh, I want to move on. To oh, what? 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 De- can I just get what Devin's um? Devin, MFK. Oh, like what? My oh, uh, oh, it's a Mary, dude. Okay, it that's all you guys said. Mary. I just want to get. I just want to get Devin's <laughs> MFK now. <laughs> I, I, I listen. I love Throne of Blood. I, I think this is the only reason I didn't watch it was because I watched it previous mm-hmm. for the Macbeth for, for the Macbeth, Macbeth ones. Yeah, um, but yeah, the 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 castle's facade looking too fake. Apparently, the original set that he built uh, with the help of the American Marines, he actually built a parts of a castle, like a real fucking castle for this movie. Devin, isn't the original <laughs> title of the movie Spiderweb Castle or something? Yeah. That was Which is kind of really oh, castle the spider's web. That's what it was called. Yeah. 
Uh, Mifune sliced through a wood block meant to protect a fellow actor, wounding him. Uh, yeah, that was... <laughs> That's there was crazy, There a lot dude. of wounds on this set. There's some real Oh, fucking, I believe it. Real fucking hits, real fucking arrows being blown around. Like, it's no joke, man. You know what? I'll be honest. This movie, that, this movie blew me away. This movie fucking dude, blew me away. The scene, the scene with all the arrows, is it turns into a comedy. It is Wait, the funniest goddamn thing. One direction, there's all the arrows. It, it, and it goes on forever, dude. I was tackling, dude. Let me throw Devin under the bus a little bit here because I um he texted me and he was like, "Yo, what is this from?" And it's the scene where Mafuna is getting fucking blasted by the arrows. I'm like, "Oh, that's throwing a blood." And he's like, "This isn't in Seventh Samurai." I'm like, "No." He's like, yeah. "Watched Seventh Samurai just to get to this scene." And I, didn't well, I was waiting that. fucking three and a half hours for that scene, and I was like. <laughs> Because, <laughs> dude, all right, as soon as he bust out the armor, the samurai armor, I was like, oh, sick. All right, this makes sense now. And then everybody yelled at him for getting the samurai armor. And I was like, okay, maybe he still wears it. And, like, they do, but I was like, no, he's decked out. And then a billion arrows shoot this guy in the fucking face. You know how they did uh, You know how they did most of the arrows for that? Uh, I, can were- you just... They were, were they real? Because that would make they were, me. They were real. They were very real. Seventy-five percent of them were bamboo. You know, they're hollow. Bamboo's hollow in the center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would put the arrowhead on the on the top of the bamboo, and they would run along a wire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You can tell too that he was his armor's like he looks a little fucking chubby. He looks chubbier in that yeah. scene because yeah, they don't want him to die. Obviously. I think yeah. I think though twenty five percent of those arrows are legit. So, so I'm looking at a trivia. It says the famous arrow scene near the end was in fact done with real arrows. That is, the arrows hitting the wooden planks were not done with special effects, but rather choreographed with archers. He waved his arm. Mifune waved his arms to brush away the arrows sticking from the planks, indicating to them that he wanted to go in that particular direction. Uh, the real arrows were included to get his facial expressions of real life fear, uh, which is very hard to imitate. Of course, the Mufune, uh, the arrows that do hit him were bamboo fakes. You know that uh, Sam, that reminds me of Sam Raimi when he used to hit Ash in the face, like with the, the yeah mm-hmm. during all the scenes, just to like emote, get him to really emote. Um, yeah, Mufune was a fucking sport, good sport about it too. He was like, "Fuck it, let's do it." I think he was a little bit of a better sport than than Kurosawa was, <laughs> from what <laughs> I've heard about him and their relationship, yeah. like. They, they butted head a lot, and it seemed like it was always Kurosawa kind of. Guys, know, how do I how do I make thousands of arrows look real firing at at Macbeth at the end? <laughs> oh, we just use real arrows. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Actually, Kurosawa was only supposed to produce this too. He wasn't supposed to direct, but they said the budget. Oh, he Shinji Mikami did. Yeah, they fucked they they fucked they <laughs> fucked up his name, so he had to, he had the demote himself to the rest This movie has got a lot of writers, right. too. It's got Shinobu Hashimoto, who you recognize. Ruzio, There's a... Uh, does that have Shakespeare, uh, one of the writers? Of course, Shakespeare is one of the writers. <laughs> well, he didn't actually write... He didn't actually write his plays, just saying. Oh, yeah, Shakespeare did. Don't fake Santa. I hate that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Smart. He's a good writer. That's it. No. There, man. There's a lot of frames in this that are insane too, like wild yeah. with the fog and it's it's one of the scarier. I think this is the scariest. Yeah, because they're like, oh, when the forest starts to move, 
blah blah blah. Like that, you'll, that you'll, witch you'll die. In the beginning is horrifying. Chris, the, the forest actually fucking moved in the that's in the movie. Something. It's that's one of the wildest <laughs> things too that I've seen in a movie <laughs> from from this time. Because when was this? Nineteen fifty. This 1950, was fifty mm, seven. Oh shoot! I'm sorry. I was just nineteen fifty seven. Fifty seven. Fifty seven. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's one of the best Macbeth adaptations, and that says a lot because there are so many good ones. Um, I'm I'm still slightly more partial towards the Roman Polanski Polanski's, Macbeth, yeah, because that has and that's so more traditional. Weight. Yeah, that's more traditional. It has Macbeth, emotional but... weight too because that's right after Sharon Tate was murdered. Yeah, it's super gory and bloody because of that. I feel like he's kind of yeah. desensitized. That's also uh, what it was produced by Hugh Hefner, I think, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of like oh, wow. nudity in that in that movie. It's a it's a badass motherfucking Shakespeare movie, but it doesn't have samurai. It doesn't have it, samurai, so and it has know. the best witch. It has the best witch out of any of the Macbeth yeah. adaptations. I love that. I love. That but movie. did the forest move? I don't yeah, know. A little bit, a little bit, not <laughs> as much, not as much, not as much as time. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Throne of Blood, I, I think, is a great Kurosawa film, too. It deserves all the accolades that it has gotten. Great movie. Um, so I'm going to move on to The Lower Depths, which was shot the same year as uh, Throne of Blood. And it makes sense because Throne of Blood is this big, epic, big-budgeted Shakespeare adaptation. And, and The Lower Depths is a very small-budget, almost play-like film. Um... That's basically about the dregs of society living in a in a fucking ghetto, and there's a character that shows up that's probably Buddha, and he's telling them all all these terrible people like a gambler and a thief that you know being good it's you know it's free being a good person is free you know you could be free it doesn't take anything to be good and they're all like fuck you, <laughs> it's the whole movie. Um, and it also kind of shows and portrays Buddhism as being inherently nihilistic, uh, which I think is really fascinating, um, a sense that Buddhism is sort of like the, the expungement of emotion and, and, and being able to just live in the moment. Um, and there is a nihilistic spin to that because, you know, not feeling anything helps you live in the moment a lot better. You don't tend to think about your past or the future, you know, um, Interesting film, very small movie, you know, in, in concept. It was actually a play, um, and it was, it was already adapted by Jean Renault in 1935, and Kurosawa was a big Renault fan, so he ended up taking this on. Um, it's good. I w- I'd say this is the weakest film I've watched out of all of them. Um, but What's was, the Rotten Tomatoes on this Rotten one? Rotten Tomatoes is an 83%, an audience score 79%. Uh, I think Mafune is amazing in this, though. <laughs> He's so fucking good. Because he plays, like, a scummy thief. And it's it's not Sanjuro, and it's not Kikichiro. It's, like, something else almost entirely different. Um, and it's just a really solid movie about poor people and struggling and giving in to vices, you know? All of those themes are brought up in this. And it's ultimately a tragedy which i think is pretty rare because i feel like 
a lot of his movies end in a more hum- humanist way. Mm. This is way more of a fatalist ending. Really dark. I think that's because of the subject matter that he's adapting. But um, interesting flick, a great Mifune performance. Uh, of course, directed by Kira Kurosawa and written by Hideo Oguni. And, oh, his brain. His brain. His, his crank. His fucking crank that he got at, <laughs> that he hid from anybody else. He only wrote Kurosawa. <laughs> um, yeah, and he did a lot of rehearsal, too, which I, I didn't realize. Um, in all of his movies, he rehearsed everything. Even, oh, man. Yeah, That's because he's, he was very much all about preparation. Like, if you prepare before, ahead of time, because everybody used to say he was a slow director. He's like, I'm not a slow director. I'm a slow preparer. And then when I actually get to direct, it's fast. Everything's already done. Which is... It's not a bad philosophy to go by. I, I mean, it's I don't pretty efficient. So I don't think pretty so Pretty efficient. I think it makes for good movies. Um, yeah. I would check it out. It's on uh, the Criterion app channel. Um 1957, like I said, in 124-minute runtime. So we're going to head over to uh, Star Wars, I mean, uh, Hidden Fortress, <laughs> um, uh. which, you know, man, I used to not like George Lucas, but after watching Hidden Fortress, I don't like him even more. Uh, this is... It's, just, it's like unabashed. Unabashed rip, man. <laughs> Like, there's literally a C-3PO and an R2-D2 character, and they move the plot, just like in the first Star Wars movie. Like, and there's an Obi-Wan Kenobi, and there's a Princess Leia, and they're both uh, running from a Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Darth Vader samurai. And it's ten times smarter. Mm -hmm. Ten times way better written. Um, There are certain scenes, like, I remember... In the interview that Kurosawa, that I saw with Kurosawa, he talked about there was an issue in Hidden Fortress where he didn't know how to get the protagonist outside of a checkpoint. The checkpoint was set up by the samurai family that murdered the princess's family and the reason why they were on the run. And then a goonie would just sit there for two days straight hearing all of their options and not saying anything. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I got the idea. I know how to get them through this checkpoint. Just tell, give them the gold that they found. Give them the gold because the whole plot of the movie is there are people hiding gold in timber, in in wood. And you break the wood open, there's a gold bar in it. And the, 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 uh, the, the, the empire was basically secreting gold that way. And he shows it to the, the checkpoint and that's the diversion. And it allows the rest of the group to make their way through the checkpoint without anybody seeing. And it's genius and it's smart and it, took time to figure that out because that's like movies, like writing a movie. There's always scenarios where you kind of paint yourself into a corner and then you just need that one solid idea to be like, Oh, I need to do this. And that's how you get out of this situation. Um, yeah, I, I can't say enough about this. This is a really, really good movie. And it also plays like, not only is it a new hope that it, that it uh, influences, but it influences the last Jedi too in a lot of ways and um, the prequel series, because you have a princess with a, uh, a, a double, mm. you know, running around mm. in Japan. Like that's definitely from, I think it was attack. Oh, last, the last Jedi has a Rashomon. That's what I that too. Yeah. Yeah. Last Jedi. That's the movie. That's connected to the last Jedi, not this one. Um, 
Yeah, George Lucas just just cherry picked little plot characters from all the movies and made this. Well, didn't he? Didn't he write? He wrote Obi Wan Kenobi as if Mifune was going to play it too. I believe, right? I yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that his original idea? But they didn't. Because he had such. I don't a think it was an for... original idea. Well, <laughs> 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 you gotta you gotta respect George Lucas's like fandom of. Of um, Kurosawa, though. I mean, that was that era of Hollywood. Like that era of Hollywood, yeah, they were all right. going to uh, what was that? The the California like film school. UCLA. UCLA, thank you. Yeah. UCLA, yeah. Uh, California Film School. That's what we call it. <laughs> uh, and you know, that's the thing is, it's like that was their Spielberg. That was their like all the guys that we like throw into like random words to mean like the big director. Everybody like knows. Like that was like their thing. Like you know the 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 tarantino like that was kurosawa like everybody would yeah. talk about kurosawa it's, if they're like, two you were, directors like, a film person that those like martin scorsese woody allen all those people talk about it's kurosawa and it's bergman right like people those still talk about them to this day at like in like all their yeah. hollywood hotshot talks like yeah, yeah. those guys are fucking are, are, are kings yeah of film they know? elevated the medium like yeah. 10 20 fold absolutely and they're uh, not american just saying mm-hmm. not everything revolves around hollywood just saying and we, we took their ideas we pre-packaged them turned them into big mess. yeah so yeah if people mm-hmm. try to say star wars is the most influential thing just point them be like well, what influenced star wars yeah this looks what did star wars plagiarize <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's like a like. billion things. I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right, right. Um, oh, yeah, because it's Flash Gordon, too. It's yeah. Flash Gordon and it's Hidden Fortress together. Uh, Hidden Fortress was Kurosawa's highest grossing film until Yojimbo. Um, cool. The record-breaking okay. breaking Kanagawa Typhoon delayed production. There was a huge fucking typhoon. And you could actually tell, like, half the movie, there's, like, all these houses destroyed in the mm-hmm. background but it fits because it's about like a samurai clan destroying an entire village village and town and killing all the people in it so it look it fit the production really well um yeah man it's just such a ripoff anyway uh writers Kurosawa, <laughs> shinobu hashimoto raizu kikushima and hideo oguni of course uh made in 1958 uh, bo- uh, Rotten Tomato score ninety six percent, audience score ninety two percent, box office two point five million, budget one point five million, and it's a runtime of one hundred nine, one hundred and thirty nine minutes. So we're gonna move on to Yojimbo. Huh. Mm. Yojimbro. Yojimbro. This is your Jimbro. This is my Yojimbro movie, man. This is my bro. This movie is inc- is incredible. I could it's... see you putting this on in the gym. I would put this on at the gym. I think most guys would stop what they're doing. Yeah, I work out my brain, not my muscles, when I watch the gym. <laughs> Just doing reps while watching. Ooh. Oh, so oh, clever. Oh. I mean, you watch this for the first time at the theater, the Lightbox Theater, too, right? So you watch that ends Zangero, Yeah, yeah. Oh man, what a treat! It was. Are you serious? Yes, yeah, it, it was great. We're so lucky. You're so lucky. What a treat. To this. Yeah, you're so lucky, Devin. That. To be alive today. <laughs> this is all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you guys. This is my favorite Kurosawa movie. This is, this is my heart right here. 
Like I admit, one hundred percent, Seven Samurai is a masterpiece. Yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. But when I when I talk about a movie that I could probably watch like nonstop over and over again, it's Yojimbo. I love, 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 love this movie so much. It is another movie that influenced an entire genre of movies. It's all those movies <laughs> I love, like the other movies right. they influence, like fucking right. love. Um, I mean, just like just influencing everything, not just movies, like all all of like Kurosawa, just in general, like. It ties so much anime, everything. so much anime in this man, especially Yojimbo. Like, anime, geez. like, dude, like Tears of the Kingdom, like, just like the wind and the grass. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, it's in like every, it's in like all of our media nowadays, and we just like a lot of people don't know its roots. Right. I think, I think, I think Spike Siegel is a Yojimbo character. You know. Oh yeah, I mean? definitely. I'm trying to think of more. Oh, he's totally. Yojimbo's. He's totally Spike Spiegel. You know, there's so many. Oh, uh, what's his name? The guy who carried a big cross around in uh. In Trigun. Oh, um, oh, yeah. oh um, his name? Fuck. I can't remember. Uh, what the fuck uh, is his Wolfheart name? Or... The, the, the Stampede. <laughs> well, Bash, no, that was... Bash is the main character. <laughs> guy... so Wolfwood? Wolfwood? Wolfwood. Wolfwood. Mm. I, I'd say Jigen a little bit from Lupin the Third. Like, he's kind of dirty. Smokes. You know, like. It's every character. You're not even gonna go with the samurai on that one. No, because <laughs> no, he's, st- he's stoic. He's like he's stoic. The guy from Seven Samurai. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like I, I think oh, is Gijin? I think his name is. In- uh, oh no, it's a uh, Jigen and uh, Goemon. Goemon. Goemon yeah. is like Rokio from Seven Samurai. Like he's the the stoic one, the one that gets shit done. Um, but any dirty Han Solo probably is a Yojimbo. Oh, definitely as well. One hundred percent. Dude, to jump back to Hidden Fortress real quick. How yeah, sure. buff is <laughs> Mafune in that dude, movie? Dude, it's jacked because he, you know, he's supposed to be a general, right? But he's playing. He's the he's the Hidden Fortress, guys. He's the yeah, fortress. he kind of is, dude. <laughs> dude. Christian he is Bale, the fortress. Like we know what you do, you ripping off uh, Mafune based on based on right, that body. Right. Come on, man. I, oh, I man. think there there is something to be said about him because he plays like the most disciplined, controlled samurai. But he, you know, he's wearing peasant clothes throughout the whole movie, so you, everything's accentuated on him. You know, he's looking yeah, good. he's looking good. Probably the best out of all. That's that's his best fit. But like Yo Jimbo, that's when he's you know. He's older and he's got like that like ugh, attitude. Like I'm over it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over this shit. I want to I just want to eat somewhere and relax. I love him. I'm I don't even want to be a samurai. Like he's a ronin who he has masterless basically. He's he's probably I would pr- I would probably say Sanjiro is the quintessential samurai that we think of, right? Yes. Yes. Because the he's a guy that I... can't he can't be he can't ignore like he's hearing the fucking drama that's going on in the yeah. town, and as much as he wants to ignore it, he can't it's just because he's a samurai. Like Yojimbo ain't, or uh, Sanjuro ain't gonna cut his hair to go save the kid, but he's gonna right. save the kid. But he'll right? save the kid, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He'll figure out a way, a clever way to kind of get around it and get the kid. Yeah, and he'll out stick his tongue out at a bunch of girls at some point too. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, always scratching himself. Like, I, I love, know, dude. Mm. He's incredible, dude. I love how he puts his arms inside. Oh, him. the arms. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, did he, he coin? Did he like coin that? Oh, definitely. That, like nobody like, just 
maybe he just felt lazy one day and didn't feel like putting his arms through his sleeves. Or he and was like, course, I was like, you know, run with you it. Know? Like he's freezing. Yeah, just run with it. Run with maybe, it. maybe he's doing like a Mary Catherine Gallagher like armpit hands thing. <laughs> Sniffing his thumbs afterwards. Mm, yes. That's the thing, because it's like, you know, Mifune as an actor, like in his head, based on all of his performances, he's like, what like little tick, what little play should I give this character? Like what? What quirk? And he's like slightly wistful too. Like whenever he tells his name, he's always looking out into a field. No, and he, his his last name, yeah, his last name is different every time too, right? Always. He never says the same thing. That's the inspiration for the man with no name. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. that wasn't original. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> like literally, uh, Yojimbo influenced a fistful of dollars. Same plot. Same exact plot, no difference. But Yo Jimbo was the birth of the spaghetti western. <laughs> oh man, you're not wrong. I mean, like, if not only is Yo Jimbo uh, the birth for for the man with no name, but Django, the first, you know, that, the view, the movie. first iteration of Django, yeah, that's Yo Jimbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's blatantly Sandro. Yeah, you know, or Sandro. Yeah, that's son- that's that. Fuck, kind of dude. Um, so a major source of the plot was a novel written by Dashiell Hammett, who's a famous film noir writer titled the glass key um new mm. hope now this is the last jedi influence i was talking about new hope and the last jedi were influenced by yojimbo so uh the last jedi i feel like yojimbo comes oh, out in an old luke yeah yeah he's luke yeah definitely an inspiration there for his character yeah to the point where it felt like it i mean i don't want to turn this into a last jedi fight but like it kind of like going out of his way to be different than than original Luke. Yes. Mm. Yes. They had to paint him a different And Ryan Johnson was probably like, just watch Yojimbo and just be him. I mean, I all these him. other movies are influenced by Kurosawa. <laughs> Might as well just keep it going. Might as well just keep it, keep the train going. Yeah, keep the train running. Um, It'll hit. It'll stick. And since he gives a fake name, or he brought that up, after Kurosawa scolded Mifune for arriving late to the set one morning, Mifune made it a point to be ready on set at 6 a.m. every day in full costume and makeup. Seems like there was a lot of a lot of tension between these two fellows, um, and it definitely led to them breaking up, which is really sad. sad yeah. Oh, so this was the last. This was the last one. Or I know this movies? wasn't, but this I could. You could. I've been reading a little bit, and you can kind of see it building up. Oh, uh, it was starting. Mm-hmm. To, it was starting to show its roots here. Yeah. Yeah. Your Jimbo. I think there was like a dis- disdain for one another. This, mo- this movie is so good. This movie is so good. Oh, this movie is so much fun to watch. It's the funniest curse out movie. Like it's hilarious, and I think that's why I love it so much. Because any movie that was made in what the 1960s that makes me laugh, like the, I'm like, wow. When he's like, oh, when shit. he's slicing through the dudes at the end, and he's like, <laughs> the guy's like, mommy, and he's like, go home to your mom and eat gruel or some shit. I was like, what the fuck. I'm like, this dude's a fucking badass. Yeah, because yeah, that was the guy still- who like. Yeah, he screamed at his father because he wanted to like go to the village to right. make money. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, like a farmer's life is for like a coward." And then he, when he goes to kill him, he's like, "Go back to being a farmer." <laughs> and Sanjiro, uh, he shows mercy too. He really, he really is the quintessential samurai. I think he's my when I think of samurai, he's the sa- he's the samurai. Yeah, 100%. oh, hands down. Like that's he's the, the thing because it's like samurai. You've got two samurai in my head, and it's like he's the definitive samurai, and then there's like the cop samurai, which is like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, like right. 
<laughs> you know, you're so right too. And that's kind of shows you how they yeah. use their power and how it corrupted them. Like they became mm-hmm. better than people. Yeah, he's he's literally he's Leon, almost he's like Leon the Jedi Council, almost like the Jedi Council in Star Wars prequels. <laughs> Eve, how dare you make that connection? What makes you think they would ever rip off something from Kurosawa? That's insane. Right. I'm so sorry. He's Leon. He's Leon Kennedy. Leon's basically a Ronin when he goes to to save the president's <laughs> daughter. Like I do think, like you can use influence. <laughs> like you can be like this. This, this movie is this thing is influenced by these movies. But like Hidden Fortress is so blatant. Like oh, Hidden God. Fortress yeah, is like, that it, it, it's, it's egregious. <laughs> All it's that movie needs at the end of it is like a, a ship battle. <laughs> yeah, and a and a, and, yeah. a giant, and a giant moon blowing up at the end. The moon blowing yeah. up at the end, and then like Sanjuro coming out of nowhere with like a boat, and he's like, "I wasn't mm. leaving. I was gonna help the whole time." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, um, at least she's upfront about it. It's not like Lucas is like, I, "What? No." Right. You know, to be, you know? to be fair, it's it's also it might be a boon to the fact where it's like people who would never uh, in like in like watch films outside of their uh their zone would be like oh that's why i don't have an issue with it science fiction movie that i'm a big fan of is not necessarily based on this i don't have an issue with people finding international cinema i have an issue with one film being way better than the other oh no 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 (laughs) i agree but you know that's where i come from yeah because i hate star wars i think we all know that so. I wonder if that's like that was the sell where like he went to 20th Century Fox and was like, yo, I'm going to make I'm going to make a Kurosawa, but in space. And they were like, here you go, bud. See, I don't think that studio execs would really see that and be like, oh, that's that's a moneymaker idea. Like they would just be like, I don't care who's Kurosawa. I don't know how they were handing out movie back then, to be honest, like money. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. I guess it's more like, you know, we're going to make this epic action film that's how i would sell star wars and those always sell you know yeah like back then like in my head they could have just been like we got a shark and it was like yo here you go spielberg here's all the money like you just need to describe something that was like exciting real quick we got that actor who played quint drunk and he made fun of richard dreyfus here's all the money <laughs> you want here you go that is a great story this is a funny story um, yeah, you know, Jimbo has a 95% of Rotten Tomatoes. What? Hold on, hold on, excuse me, hold on, man. I heard John's shit. hat just fly to the front of the <laughs> Dude, cinema. Are you fucking kidding? Like, how, though? Well, Sanjuro is 100%, but I think Yojimbo deserves I mean, yeah, I mean, I love them both very much. I do, too. But, I, but I, they I, both deserve 100%. Are you fucking... Hold on, let me see. Let me see who the fucking hater was. <laughs> All right. So May, 20th, May 20th, 2003. Bosley Crowther from the New York Times. A top Bosley, critic says... Okay. Says, despite Wait, this... Some, this was May 20th, 2003. Oh, what? <laughs> you can't review this, a movie in 2003. Despite the sometime appearance of the whole thing as a forthright travesty, it does have stretches of excitement and cinematic power. Wow, what a fucking backwards hand, like fucking. What's his name again? Yeah, Bosley Crowther, two point five out of five. What? New New York. 
New York Times. New York Times. Yeah, man. Uh, let me just say this. This is 2003. Bro, this right. movie came out what? 1968. 68, 61. 61. 61. 61. Okay. So what? like this dude has been sitting on this. <laughs> sitting on this hate. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on, Steve. There's another one. His name's Dwight McDonald for Esquire magazine. August oh, 1st, no. 2019. 2019. Mm. 2019, what? Steve. No, you and can't. Says, you can't do this. No, no. Listen to this, though, Steve. Listen to what he says. You might, it might enlighten you a little bit, or make okay, you yeah. Like, maybe it'll. Maybe I'll change my mind. Based yeah, on maybe what he you. Says. Maybe you'll hate. <laughs> maybe you'll hate the movie after it. He says, "One expects more of Kurosawa." I am told he is parodying our westerns. If so, the joke is not funny. Yes, it is, Dwight. Of course, it's our funny. Western, our westerns are horrible in comparison to to this movie. No, this fat oh. made me angry. That's, I'm actually, I'm actually triggering myself reading these. That's dude. that's weird. Like that's the thing. I don't understand when, like, when and why. Said, those, are, those are the two. Reviewers. That's it. So does so does that mean like you could just review things whenever, and whenever like, you want, like, and then and it'll be counted in Rotten Tomatoes. That's ridiculous. I, like, I bet you that review was followed up by like the top ten best male use butt plugs. From Wire <laughs> magazine, like that was the next article he wrote. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would trust, I would trust his his opinions on that one. But like, Bro. that that doesn't make sense because it's like you can go into a movie that is literally decades old, and you if you saw a movie when you were a child, and you're like, I hate that movie. This dude could have developed his whole life around hating this movie. <laughs> became a critic to put out a review. <laughs> well, you like, think he quit after that's that that's a respectable Dude, level of petty, and I support 60 that. Sixty years of pettiness. You, you think he quit as a as a film critic after writing that review? Oh, he should to shit on that movie, and the then he's like, that, "I'm done." The fact that a fistful of dollars has a higher Rotten Tomato score than does oh, he have more? Does he have more movie criminal. reviews? Does he have more movie reviews? I'm trying I'm to see. If, I'm trying I'm to see if, if he talks here. about like how much he loved Meet the Fockers. <laughs> <laughs> is he the Gfinity of Kurosawa movies? Dwight McDonald. Dude, I'm I'm kind of in a state right now where I am like I'm peeved by the fact that we allow certain things in like reviews. Like it seems almost like harmful to the consumers now that we allow a lot of these things. Well, it's so that's just blatantly... me. I shouldn't rant about this in the middle of our Kurosawa. Well, no, 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 Steve, I think there's a good point there. I think it, it's so blatantly like this is for clickbait. This is for people to controversy. To yeah, so people talk it. about him. That's why. And you know, I'll take down a big a big daddy film, you know, and I'll I'll make a I'll make a statement for myself, and then people will take me seriously. Where the exact opposite thing is happening. Right, where you know we we think of him as a dullard and a fool for for just making it's statement. it it just it makes them look bad like taste wise. I know, but people have to they got to get those clicks, man. They got to get those people like you know your 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 Tims to be on. Like I, I understand you sickos. I understand yeah, having yeah. a controversial opinion like that, like counters like you know. Yeah, he trashed, main... he trashed Dr. No. He trashed Dr. No as well. I'm looking at his his, his Wait, what were you saying? You're, you're, you're okay for somebody having a... a I understand somebody having a tra- contradicting opinion than, sure. like, the masses. But I feel like going after something that is, like, well beyond you 
Yeah, dude. Like, like, like that would be that would be ridiculous. Like, you wouldn't want me to put out a review on like something from like 1920. I don't know. Like, I'm not gonna do like this Metropolis movie is full of shit. Stephen O'Terry. Like, are you just curious about the context of why that guy even reviewed the movie? Yeah, like I don't know. Like, I Battleship barely shows up in Battleship Potemkin. Oh man, Chris, he (laughs) trashed he trashed Hidden Fortress too. This guy's just a hater. Okay, dude, I don't I don't think it should be because like if you're not there for like the release, I think you're also missing out a lot. That's true. I think there's something about. But yeah, you yeah you have to. Because these you movies just, are so yeah. influential. And they oh, he loved Citizen so Kane, though, guys. So he's, he's legit. Like, if somebody, somebody born in if somebody psycho. born twenty ten reviewed uh, Blair Witch, like, yeah, of course, of course, they're gonna probably dump on it. Like, There's they so missed everything that was like circulating around that as an event, as a movie. I agree, man. I think it's it's not taking the cultural and time uh, the frame. Of the right. film came out into comedy. Like it's like it's like going in trashing Rashomon and then being like, well, yeah, of course. Like that that's a movie like based around like the Nuremberg trial. The graphics like, were terrible <laughs> in Rashomon, by the way. The special effects. You see, were all that being said, I I do that with Michael Ani and Chill, but I'm respectful. I respect right. the time period. That's the thing, though. We're not plugging the Galani and Chills into exactly. like the, the the Rotten Tomatoes database afterwards. Exactly. Like, like that, that, I, I don't you're really you're allowed to have contrarian opinions, but yeah, like, I think some I think some of these critics need to be investigated. To be honest, they need to be investigated and they need to be vetted before they count. Bring and then, the hammer down, John. <laughs> I'm just saying, like. Like this is this is insane. This is insane, dude. Hey, like, listen. Hey, listen. Roger Ebert hated the thing, and you know he's a great reviewer. But I guess when you get to that point in your life, and he saw it when it came out, he can right. make that claim, right? And, and it makes sense. But like somebody, if he was reviewing it years after the fact, he would seem disingenuous. One hundred percent. This is uh, fucking criminal. Those man. two people are idiots. You know, Jimbo is a great movie. Uh, is a two point five million the, dollar box. It's off. one of the best ever made. It's one of the best films ever made. <laughs> six hundred seventy thousand budget. Seven seventy dollar seven six seventy dollar budget. Not seventy dollars. <laughs> uh, runtime of one hundred and ten minutes. I, I can't can't suggest this movie enough. It's great. Yeah, get your hands on it. Go see. It. Let's go to the sequel. The I think the only sequel. That Kurosawa has ever made the only the him. only one that deserved a sequel that and that could be successful. I think and be and really think great too. I think that's what the production said to him <laughs> like, because originally Sanjuro was based on a short story titled "Peaceful Days," but the studio decided it needed to include Sanjuro. Yo, put some, yeah, put some, put that cool character that you made in the last one, the sexy one. You know, that put that character that, in this one. Put that yeah. badass in there and make him hate yeah, put, women. Put that badass <laughs> sex machine in there. Make him stick his tongue out at a bunch of maids. Make him stick that sexy tongue out. <laughs> this has 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I, I investigated, Chris, and it's only they only have 25 reviews because I think some of these fucking idiots that they don't know Yojimbo didn't even know that this existed so what? so it's safe it's probably safe it's safe from them it's safe it's safe, it's safe until <laughs> yeah. they hear this it's safe they go, from the yeah, here. yeah they'll they'll read in a fucking in a yahoo article like years from now that 
there was a sequel to Yojimbo, and then they'll watch it. And I need to go shit on out. this. Yeah, and then, they'll, and then they'll shit on it. Oh, what a, awful, what a this was people. this was such a fun sequel. This movie, yeah, it's so much fun. And I'm so glad I think that yeah, and I I kind of respect the fact that Kurosawa kind of went. He kind of made it like funnier because yeah. you know, and, and I, this, I I respect that. This one he kind of cool. pulled pulled away from the western genre too. I yeah, mm. more uniquely Japanese. Uh, stealth action espionage, I think <laughs> is uh, the term you're looking That's for. That's a cool way to look at it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me Kurosawa made Metal Gear Solid 2 okay <laughs> solid. oh man he's Solid oh. Snake 2 Solid Snake it's pretty close too let's be honest you're right <laughs> you're 100% correct he's smoking cigarettes and shit and itching himself all the time like come on it's uh, yeah yeah. This also, I mean, the the end of this is extremely iconic and spawned an entire fucking trope that's done in millions of things even to today the blood splatter the blood splatter yeah blood like spray. more like it that's like i know i didn't even know about that shit when i watched this movie yeah it's like, so when that when that happened i was like oh my god this is incredible it's like the only uh, violence in the scene in the movie right in the whole movie yeah you don't see anything like that in the whole movie and it's they're kind of the same character those two when they face yeah. off you know they're both you know muscle Maybe that guy was supposed to be the main character, and they were like, "Make him, make, make that sexy character from the last movie kill this guy at the end." <laughs> Just That's do so it. True, I know. I can. I'm like, can hear the studio exactly. <laughs> like, oh, it's the guy from the fucking uh, from the Key and Peele sketch. The, 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 <laughs> yeah. the, sequel, the sequel guy. The make fucking, that sexy. Put that sexy guy. Yeah, back this here. is G two people. This is Yojimbo two people. <laughs> He wants an electric it, samurai. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't even know what a that is. Samurai. You want it's this cool. samurai to sing New York, New York? <laughs> oh, the bat samurai? Okay. Yeah. Are you want the lady the, samurai? What's the Hulkster to show up? Break the fourth wall? <laughs> that's funny. It's so cool that, like, Yo Jimbo uh, has a sequel. Like, that's neat. That is yeah. neat. It's it's, it's like neat nice that little... Kurosawa made a sequel to one of his movies too. Exactly. That's kind of yeah. cool. That's, that's, that's like, a cool it's, thing that it's, it's like a neat little Easter egg in his entire filmography where you're like, oh, cool, he made a little sequel. Isn't that nice? Like, like that's that's interesting. And it's not even called Yojimbo too. I actually probably wouldn't have watched this if Steve or Tim, I don't know who it was, mentioned because I was like, oh, I'm watching Yojimbo now, and they're like, and I think it was you, Steve. You're like, make sure you watch the sequels, Sanjiro. I'm like, yeah. oh, excuse me. Okay. It's not called Yojimbo 2. I probably would have never watched it and shat on it. Like <laughs> just, just to shit on something that people love. Yojimbo no reason. Jim Harder. That's why the reviews are nicer. Because people yeah, don't know. I, I think that you're absolutely right, guys. I think they missed this one. <laughs> Maybe they don't know. Flew under the radar. I mean, to no. be fair, I mean, to be fair, this is kind of a standalone movie, too. You don't have to watch Yojimbo to no, get this movie at all. Barely, but, but it like, is a treat. It is a, a treat. treat. It's a treat, exactly. That's right. Yeah, because yeah, what I'm saying is like this isn't a direct sequel to the to the st- the plot line from Yojimbo. It just has the same main character who's in a in different. Devin, it spot. outsold distributor rentals of King ver- uh, Kong versus Godzilla when it first came out. Uh, get wrecked, that get makes sense down. because King Kong versus Godzilla is a terrible fucking movie. <laughs> uh, Wait, are you talking original? about the the original? Like the original. The, the original. The Toho. Yeah, that movie's. 
shit on burnt toast that movie people love that they ate that shit that movie is so stinky dude <laughs> they love that Devin. um mm-hmm. they're at 3.3 million in the box office this is, i think is this is highest grossing film ever was sandro um runtime 96 minutes it's super tight it's a beautiful watch both these movies they're both great watch you yeah yeah back to back you'll love them trust i think that's just like the thing like because it's like i think seven samurai um is intimidating we we didn't talk about the intermission did we yeah we did we brought it yeah oh yeah yeah, god it just seems like so long ago but like (laughs) i think that sometimes intimidates people the runtime of seven samurai i think yo jimbo is such a good like here watch this you'll yes. develop yeah. a you'll develop a boner yeah and then and then you might and then you'll, <laughs> you'll yeah, you'll level, yourself, you'll level yourself up to watching seven samurai and appreciating and it everybody if you watch knew something. that that character with the tiny gun was steve like we like, yeah I, I everybody knows it with it's everybody steve, yeah. i mean people write you letters don't know. to this day yeah. You're like, like, that's Steve. I think I know. That's Steve. Steve's the gun gun samurai. Definitely that gun samurai. He's the gun samurai. He's such a guy who would pull out a gun in a. Who also doesn't use his sleeve and his kimono. (laughs) (laughs) We need to find find out about sleeves. We need to find out about the sleeves. Man, that had to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also, like, Sanjuro is, like, I think I may have mentioned this when we talked about it a few weeks ago, but, like, even though it's a different country, different, you know, like time period actors and all that, like it still has that like sequel feel, you know, there's oh, a yeah, moment yeah. in the beginning of Sandro where like they're talking and he hears somebody come out and he just kind of saunters out of the darkness yep. and like, you're just <laughs> waiting for the applause break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you're like, oh, there he is. There's my fucking guy. It's his, it's his Kratos, Kratos, the Kratos moment in God of War where he's like, I'm hungry. Yeah. Boy, I killed. I mean, my phone. Yeah, what if it was who walked out? None of us would have known at the time. Maybe Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Steve, but that would have been it. I mean, that's uh, the final Captain body count when he comes out of the darkness. Yep. Yeah, final body count twenty-seven, all killed by Sanjuro. That's just a very Let's funny trivia. And, and Sanjuro. Yeah, and, and, all killed and, by him. What was his? What is his body count in Yojimbo? I guess the eight uh, people that he killed yeah, like, at the end. Two included, right? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just looking up the trivia under Sandro specifically. He's got Sandro's got the most. Uh, he's got the most Universal Soldier ears of all the. of all the of all the samurai. Inio Jimbo, where all the the fucking punks try to corner him, and he cuts that guy's fucking arm off. Oh, dude! Like, ah, don't go near him. That shit got me hard in theater. God anyway, dude. I'm going to talk about the last film on our list, and I believe the last big epic samurai film that Kurosawa ever made, and that is Ram. I didn't watch this, Chris. I had to, I had to find oh, this. Yeah, you know what? I didn't watch it, Chris, because I only watch black and white movies. I don't watch color <laughs> movies. I mean, you could, just, you could just throw the black and white. You could just put the filter on. You know what's funny about that? You saying that? Like, it would be so sad. It would be criminal for it Rand. would be criminal. Oh, if it was in black and white. Yeah, I've been watching the I was watching the trailers and stuff, like trying to, you know, find some good jacking material when we were talking about it last time. <laughs> and it's just it looks gorgeous. It looks beautiful. It might like be my movie. favorite shot 
Kurosawa movie. It's just so yeah. gorgeous. Um, in the beginning of the movie, it's all these like meetings of, of between like samurai in like these rolling green hills that are just go on forever. Mm-hmm. Was it shot in Japan too? Or did oh, they yeah. pick like an area? Actually, like, crazy area. It's funny you bring that up because it was uh, he was granted permission Kurosawa to shoot in actual ruins of famous castles. So, like in, uh, I think there was that's one what in happens. Kumamuro. That's what happens when you become the goat. They just they, let you do whatever you want. They let him rebuild some of those ruins, like into actual castles. So they had like the same foundation and everything. It looks gorgeous. Um, this movie is so beautiful and it's like sort of somebody who's been deprived of color their whole life being given it and they just explode all over the screen with as much color as you can possibly take visually every clan has a different color and they all have these banners that are flying in the wind and it's beautiful it's just a gorgeous gorgeous movie and it's epic and it's the most expensive kurosawa film ever made it costs uh, Eleven million dollars to make this movie, and half of that was for just the film stock alone. <laughs> Probably he and shot the processing with like costs four or five separate cameras. Um, it he shot with, there was I think over a hundred and two hundred some extras. There's huge scenes of like uh, raiding a, a, a castle with like look like thousands of soldiers, man. Mm. Uh, it's just so grand and epic, and the story is so tragic because the story is based off of King Lear, which is another Shakespeare play. Um, King Lear being one of my favorite Shakespeare plays, hands down, about an aging king who figures out that he doesn't want to, he can't be king anymore. He's, he's losing his mind. He's going old, getting old. And he decides to, in, in Shakespeare version, he gives his kingdom to his daughters, his three daughters. And they end up being terrible um dishonest mean spirited evil people that just want more power and more money as much as they possibly can and this is a little different he is a warlord that is giving his entire royalty his title to his sons his three sons the one son who speaks out against this whole process and what it becomes what it turns his sons into is exiled in the beginning of the film and he's like the voice of reason and you know in the beginning of this movie when he exiles the voice of reason you're like oh this can't go good this can't be good <laughs> nothing this is nothing basically this. this is basically succession basically yeah that's a good way to look at it like, <laughs> very very familiar and it's also extremely personal because this is one of his last films and he's seeing other kurosawa seeing other directors come up and sort of take the reins and he's got to take a step back, you know, like let them take over. Um, and he's, and King Lear and the character in this is, has a hard time doing that. He has a hard time letting go of the power of the reins and it just turns his kingdom into shit. Basically. Um, beautiful film, uh, directed by Kira Kurosawa, <laughs> written by Kira Kurosawa, Hideo Oguni and Masiro Idi who's the first time I've never seen his name associated with any movies, uh, shot 1985 runtime, 150 minutes. Uh, it's a joint Japanese French production produced by Harold Ace Nippon, Harold films and Greenwich film production. So it was three separate productions. It was all 
throwing up money. What the hell was that? What the hell was that? <laughs> so like Devin. a fucking ring scream. Yeah, Devin, uh, what was that? Devin is playing one of those games where you have to go through the maze. And then no, that was honestly, <laughs> I was looking up the trailer for Ran and then... Uh, the that volume. was just screaming? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like when they're all charging and he's just staying and arrows are flying by his head. Um, yeah. Is this, Chris, is this the first movie that... It, uh, first. Uh, is this the only movie that you watched in this run that didn't have Mifune in it? Um, that's a good question. No, no. Uh, yeah, you're right, yeah. Devin. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really sad because like that role is blatantly Mifune's. Oh, one hundred percent. As the king, yeah. <laughs> is he is like, he missed, Chris? Uh, are you are you like, looking at this and you're like, man, it's gonna use some Mifune? Well. Listen. I would have loved Mifune. Of course. Like, I, I'm all for Mifune being in the movie and in, in that role specifically, but, like, it's still great. He's still, the performance is amazing. And he, the actor that he chose has just as much emotive nature to his face. Like, he, it's all face, facial expressions and, and emotion and emoting. Um, so it's like, it's hard to say. I would, but I, I want to see his butt acting. I want to see his butt. I want to see his butt. And you know, a I king that's constantly butt. scratching his ass. <laughs> that's my kind of king. <laughs> um, he was granted permission to show. Oh, we should talk about that. So during production, Kurosawa's wife of 39 years died. He halted <sighs> filming for one day and continued shooting. Oh, my Damn. God. Yeah, that's pretty. He's a monster. I, that's I'm sorry. Thing, though. Like, I'm sorry. He's, a, he's, he's a monster, like Chris. How old was he? He's a monster. Nineteen eighty-five. He must have been in his seventies. I wonder if he was like, if I don't get this done now, I might. I'm not just gonna finish. die. Yeah. I I think there was some some mortality yeah. there, you know, in in the production, yeah. knowing that he was it was close to the end. Still, though, it's pretty cold. It's <laughs> all cold. Things, all things considered. Yeah. I mean, keep in mind, you know, this is the guy who never uh, got around to uh, like. Uh, getting back on with Mifune, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, that's that's it's such a it <laughs> hurt cinema. <laughs> yeah, it hurt cinema irrevocably. Like it's still a masterpiece, but it is, of course, it is. But those two splitting up, it's it's uh, painful. It's like spaghetti and meatballs breaking up, dude. That would be a like that would be a nightmare. There you could never law. have meatballs and spaghetti. Yeah, like there's a law that's passed that you have to have meatballs. Like way after, like hours after he eats spaghetti. Yeah, you have to eat like an a dessert in between spaghetti <laughs> and meatballs. <laughs> what? That's what it did to film, guys. That's what it did to film. Okay. So, okay, yeah. All right, I'm just trying to wrap my head around that one. It's a, it's like you, you know, can eat a spaghetti, then you have to eat like a yogurt, and then and, you a uh, yogurt. Meatballs. Okay, sure. <laughs> So is Ran the meatball or the uh, no, 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 no. Mafune is the meatballs <laughs> and okay. Oh, I'm sorry, I got confused. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> sorry, I'm a fucking idiot. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. Is uh, based off of Ran. At least the character is based off of the warlord Mori Morinari, Modonari who was famous for having three loyal sons and murdered so many people. Um, he's brutal, brutal man. 
and that's so kind of thing that's showed in this and that's different from king lear mm. is that the the main actor the older king is kind of looked on with so much disdain because of the things he's done to get the power that yeah. he's given to his sons like he is a awful warlord he literally tortured people ripping their eyes out keeping them alive like fucked up shit and he sees the people he's victimized you know he at the end he starts hallucinating and seeing people that he murdered and brutalized and tortured uh it's a very dark movie and it's very sad and tragic and i guess his wife's death did affect him because i feel like the movie's tone is is dark and sad and like the end of something you know something we haven't seen just the end of it fascinating really really good movie uh rotten tomato score at 96 percent oh my goodness john oh you my god <laughs> yeah let's take a look let's take a look i mean i even watched ran but audience score 95 percent uh box office 19 million budget 11 million shot I mean, you expect that from audience okay so this guy or this woman sarah brinks from battleship pretension is her what year oh you, you march 29th 2021 <laughs> You so, bitch. Battleship she says, oh. she says, overlong, dull in the middle, and unnecessarily tragic. Have you even read King Lear? Yeah, seriously. Did you even go to school? Did oh, you even go to high school? In King Lear, where he wanders off with the fool in the middle of a fucking monsoon. Yeah. And, like, I cut that. That's too dark. Yeah. Unnecessarily tragic, even though it's a Shakespearean tragedy. Yeah, uh, so that's weird. That's I do. I do want to note for the people listening who are probably like, you guys are talking about him being ripped off by Star Wars, and then you're talking about how how these movies are basically influenced by Shakespeare. Like, yeah, we understand. But the thing is, they're two different mediums. Yeah. Two well, different mediums, right. two different like things. Also, they're the greatest. Some consider the greatest stories ever. Oh, absolutely! That are yeah. like literal stereotypes now. Like they're used in everything. Like, come on, let's think about it. Yeah, let's I mean, Shakespeare's it. Shakespeare's now like it's now considered just public domain, right? Yes, and it's also Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse is about to be. Shit, jump on! So you better shit. you better watch out. We're oh, allowed to use shit. Steamboat Willie, Mickey Mouse in everything we do. We're gonna make my steam butt. Willy. That's wild, dude. There's big ass and everything. People <laughs> just want to hate, man. What is oh, battleship man. pretension? What is that? <laughs> I mean, the name, the name, like, is this an actual website? Uh, well, talk, here we go. Movie talk from. Oh my god! From two guys. Where's the thing? I don't like it already. I hate this because <laughs> there's a on the OE or the. The SEM, there's a um a catchphrase that doesn't even finish, and then it's not anywhere on their website. Cool. And there's there's ads on how to remove skin tags. Your fucking armpits. Cool. Uh, I, love I love these guys. I and that's it, guys. That's my uh, samurai Kurosawa films. Now, of course, I will be concluding my Kurosawa Galani and Chill with part the- two. The MFKs for all of them? Chris, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Chris, what's the kill? Be honest, what's the kill? Yeah, which, one, yeah, which one's not, which ones aren't Mary's? Yeah, yeah, do the thing where you have to give MFKs. Hold on, how many what? movies was it? How many movies yeah, was no, it? No, Chris, uh, Seven yeah, Samurai, you know, Jimbo, Sangro. And thro- yeah, and Throne of Blood. Oh, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Don't, wait, don't wait. do it. 
How many movies did you re- watch for this? I watched seven. Rashomon. Seven? seven? Yeah, seven. All right, the Seventh Samurai. I'm going to give you two marries, three fucks, okay. and two kills. And two kills. So you said three marries. So I already know my No, two marries. Two marries. Three <laughs> fucks, two kills. My oh, two marries easy. are... Easy Street. Oh, man. Actually, this is kind of hard. <laughs> 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 Uh, can you give me three Marys? No. I'll give you a shotgun wedding. I'll give you a shotgun wedding, <laughs> which is in between fuck and, and marry. Seven Samurai and Yojimbo are my Marys. My shotgun Mary is Rashomon. Okay. Which is That's fun. fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, as far as fucks go, uh, how many fucks am I given? Now two. Two. Sandro and Hidden Fortress are my fucks. Well, you're gonna kill. You're gonna kill Throne of Blood. I'm gonna kill the lower depths because I didn't. I didn't watch Throne of Blood with this group. Oh, true. Oh, fucking look at this guy. Yeah, fucking loop, loopholes loophole. over here. Loopholes. Loopholes. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's it, baby. You gotta take it. You gotta take it. You gotta Damn, take it. I gotta take it. I mean, it's you know, it's Galani's world. We're just, we're just living. Yeah, you can't beat the system when you are the system. I'm, I'm sad that I even had to give Rashomon a. a All right, that's a hard, that's uh, a hard uh, wild card. Let's throw Paddington two in that list. Wow. How's it all? Wow. How's it all? <laughs> Can we end it here? Yeah, Rashomon is uh, Rashomon is like. All right, um, I'm gonna also include an alternate universe version of Terminator Two, but Arnold Schwarzenegger has been replaced with Mifune from Yojimbo. So he was in the first one too. Yeah, Terminator One and Two. Chris is Toshiro Mifune. He's the thief from Rashomon in Terminator Two. He's Yojimbo. Oh man, that'd be so cool. Is Toshiro is Toshiro Mifune the greatest actor to never play James Bond 007? Yeah. Um, Dude, he drove around in like yes. a convertible with a <laughs> samurai sword on his dashboard. That's the coolest yes. thing ever. That's an easy yes, Easy. You know, there was not enough conversation about uh Seven Samurai Mifune's giant sword. That thing yeah. is yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I love it. It's overcompensating. Influence several. Oh, I mean, Devin, there, we could have, we could literally have a fucking five-hour po- podcast talking about yeah. Seven Samurai. To be honest, yeah, that's very true. Like, I, have to, I have to force my my fucking my points in there, even though we were trying to move on. Because there's a lot of time we spent on that too. There's a lot of shit in that movie. A lot of stuff. It's a I, big yeah, boy. I, I know. Expect- El Gigante. El Gigante. I don't expect guests to capture everything in these Galanian shows. I try, but it's impossible. I like, think you do a great movies, job. I do my best. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 you broke down all the firsts, which was every everything ever in a movie was first done in <laughs> Seven Samurai. So I, you, you could say, well. let's start it with Seven Samurai. Uh, no, you can't. You can't say that. No, Simba started when that cowboy pointed a gun at the screen. <laughs> That train. When that horse, when they made that bet about their horses. <laughs> when the moon took a fucking cum shot to the eye. <laughs> I want. <laughs> yep, this want is my... worth. This is cinema. This is cinema, baby. I want. I want it's that better. flag. I want to f- hang that flag outside my house. The Seven Samurai flag. Did you cross out the 
the dots? No. 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 I'll keep them all there. And the triangle still stands for Lord Kikuchio, still yeah, forever. He's the go. He's the leader. And we all laugh at him. And we all cry when he dies. Remember when he tried to ride that horse? <laughs> Dude. He fell off it. Everybody, all the kids fell off. <laughs> uh, uh, what a great movie. This is the one time. I, I think I'll I think I'll watch it tonight. There's a few times where I watch Kalani where I do Kalani and Chill. I'm like happy to watch all of the movies. This, is, this was one of them. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, dude. Return of the Living Dead, not one of them. All this <laughs> shit because the first one is fun. Yeah, this first one's yeah, but great. Chris, how many how many Kurosawa shirts do you have? Oh, you got a lot of Living Dead shirts. I got the first movie. Yeah, that's how many. Where's your seven samurai shirt? That's I'm gonna go. I thought. That flag. To be fair, like I guarantee you, he has a shirt that was influenced by Mifune. <laughs> or not Mifune, by Kurosawa. I heard he developed the technique to weave shirts together. I, I he invented that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was makes Kurosawa. sense. Yeah, Kurosawa invented breathing. I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> Jesus, people had to breathe first time. <laughs> Guys, I, I'm excited to do another month. I can't wait. I, I'm I'm strapped in. I got a bunch of movies to watch too. Yeah, give us a list. Let me see. We got High and Low, Ikiru, Ikiru, Stray Dog, Black, Bad Sleep Well, Bad Sleep Well. I just I peaked. That's a hundred on Rotten Tomatoes or something. Oh, wow. Mm. I've I've always wanted to watch that like you know you, you tim said the same thing that's why he wanted to come on for the for oh yeah because he said he said he's never watched it right yeah oh well, and he's not he's never watched seven samurai either i think <laughs> which is why i couldn't make it tonight because yeah, he never watched <laughs> even i knew i was like there's no way he said he only he only he only saw the first three and then he and then he had to go to the bathroom seven <laughs> got time for that no he pulled he pulled a steve and he thought that the intermission was the end of the movie and <laughs> yeah. that there wasn't a oh intermission that must be japanese for the end oh man like, oh you part didn't part get to the scene the mr x scene where mr x shows up and <laughs> tries to like, storm the northern know, barricades the movie just seven sound just ended abruptly like there was no like there was no third act. There was no. It's just. It just felt incomplete when I watched it. I don't, I don't know why. Speak about movies. You that expect. You sequels. expect at least. You expect at least one of the samurai to die at some point, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he ended it. Wow, I guess the town was safe after all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, bandits didn't even attack the village. What they the got so scared. <laughs> Oh, Tim, Tim. <laughs> yeah, Tim, that's why they call him 10 Tim, Minute Tim, dude. You can have the movie, Tim. He puts 10 minutes into every movie and walks away. <laughs> Tim, you got to watch the rest Seen of the seven enough. hours so you can yeah, give us your review. You're missing out, man. It's a great I'm movie. telling you what, Beetlejuice <laughs> is just about a family yeah. moving to a new home. <laughs> oh, man, so that, that, that really was real rain in that fucking scene. That's crazy, dude. Isn't that, isn't that cool? Dude, coach, no, how? Kurosawa, like, Kurosawa controls dude. the weather too, I guess. No, like, dude, Fuck. in Ran, like, it's just like these vistas with these, like, this perfect wind and like, I like, 
he's got to have some fans off to the side, right? Because, but like those shots are so pulled back, Chris. Nah, bro, all all natural. I don't. Natural. So. I don't, I don't know how he does it. I, I don't know. He's a preparation madman. He probably knows what the weather is, is going to be like that day. He like, he memorized the weather pattern. It was nineteen sixties. Like <laughs> how? <laughs> how they like back then? They were like, "Hey, smoking's good there. for you." Like, come on. <laughs> Just uh, watch all these. Like, go out, go out of your way. Right? Like, yeah, I'm like, I got run, the last walk to watch these if you have a chance. I got the last scene on now. These dudes are just fucking acting in the fucking torrential downpour. This is crazy, dude. And the, he said it was such a it was horrible to shoot because like the cameras would lose the shot because they would sink into the mud. So you have to like yeah, put them dude. on like cardboard. Yeah, it was like February up. too, so it was freezing cold. There's his butt. There's his butt. <laughs> There's the butt. Mm-hmm. That's why we watch it, folks. Oh, fuck his butt. Man ass. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Yeah, where's that armor armor set in Ghost of Tsushima? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Every time he goes into a hot spot, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe, yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I will get a PC so I can play Elden Ring as Kikuchio's uh, bare ass. But yeah, wait, can you play Ghost of Tsushima on PC with mods on PC? It's coming out on PC, I think. Because oh, like that yeah. would actually be kind of sick. Just throw Mafune in there. You get him his big ass. Oh sword. yeah, dude. That'd be kind of sick. That overcompensating sword that he carries around. God, this final so this final scene is insane, dude. Insecurity as a sword. <laughs> That's probably the name of it. This is me. This is me. What My dick is huge. <laughs> That's all he keeps saying. <laughs> 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 well, folks, I think that's it, guys. Unless you got got some more Kurosawa to talk about. Chris, I'm excited for more Kurosawa. I know, time. man. Me too, dude. I'm super hyped. I'm hyped to keep watching it. And that's rare for these bloody chills. I'm usually when I'm done, I'm like, yeah, I'm uh, watching those movies again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See them once. That's all. Uh, yeah, great stuff, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week for a regular episode of Anti Fanboy Podcast. And in a month, Kalani and Chill, Non Samurai Curacao. That being it, I'm going to call it this one. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our coverage of Kurosawa Samurai Films, and we'll be right back at you with some more. See you next time, folks. <laughs>